Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hey guys! Hi ho! Wait, so <laughs> I have to start off with a question. You just played the intro. Did it have the P sixty one crashing like before? Yeah. Uh oh, my Wi Fi might be spotty tonight because it was all frozen for that. <laughs> oh, so. well, actually, mine kind of cut in late too. I only saw like half of it. So oh, Maybe great! It's so it's me. It's Maybe a glitch in the matrix. Is that it? <laughs> exactly. We should all just freeze. Hold that pose. <laughs> all right. Well, not a bad idea. Wait for people to get in. So Start freeze hello. up. Yeah, well, hello, everybody. Being late. Howdy ho. Welcome to the RC Roundtable. Uh, I'm Fitzwalker, and I'm also an ad addict to RC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Buck saw. Rogers, and I'm also an astronaut. Lost <laughs> in the 25th. That's funny you say that. The, the YouTube rabbit hole, I came across somebody, uh, a YouTuber that started talking about the history of the Buck Rogers TV show. And it's actually pretty far more interesting than you would think. Hmm. <laughs> How far back does it go? Uh, well, it just talks about the, the main TV show and the problems they had. And then the second season, how come the second season was so much different than the first season and cheaper and cheesier and, and uh, issues that... Uh, the main guy is it Gil Gerard? Was that the main yeah. guy? Yeah, uh, we had uh, how he kind of wanted more screen time for himself, and it's, he butted heads with some of the other uh, actors, and how the producers were having issues. And it was just, <laughs> I'm looking at it. That's pretty interesting. That was funny. A few years ago, there was a sci-fi convention here in Houston, and he was there. Him and the guy who, who was in the tweaking costume. Huh. I forgot his name. And they were both they, they were both there. It actually seemed to play off well enough with, with each other. And it was interesting to hear them talk about stories and how they absolutely hated the costumes. There was apparently the most uncomfortable things ever and all kinds of weird uh, corsets and stuff they had to wear to squeeze into those uh, skin-tight costumes. Asbestos uniforms. I don't think there are many sci-fi shows where those costumes must be comfortable. I, I'm waiting for the no. sci-fi shows where they're like sweaters, you know, and sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, they're real comfortable. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny you say that because this, this is so weird that we're segueing to that, but I was watching a Star Trek episode, uh, Next Generation, where they're in the hospital beds. And I'm thinking the last thing you're going to see them in is their uniform. Like all these patients are still in their uniform. I was like, if they've been in that bed for two days, <laughs> they should That's be in a good point. Yeah. Big, <laughs> maybe they're in a uniform. I'm, I'm back uh, on, but I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, let's get back. All right. Let's focus. Let's put it back together. We've given people enough time. Welcome, everybody, to RC Roundtable live from various locations right. in the United States. Uh, that uh, Yak Yak person. One, three, two. Three, two. One, yeah, one, three, two. To, uh, yeah, so episode 132, uh, if you're listening to this later and don't see us, uh, this is our live YouTube version. I think it's also cross-posted to Facebook, Facebook, correct? And I think cross-cross-posted to another location. Yeah, it works. <laughs> so it's out into space. <laughs> hey, do you want to give your uh, fair warning now, our disclaimer? We may point at things while we talk. We may talk oh. about things that we're showing each other. 
So if you're listening to this later and what we're saying doesn't make sense without the visual aids, yeah, we that's may why. have to have that script yeah. always at hand. To yeah. Say, yeah, this just... is live. We're playing the podcast. You're missing out. Stop yes. your car immediately on the road. <laughs> yeah. well, you can YouTube. go back. You can always go back and watch it later on you YouTube. Always, yes. Please watch on YouTube. Subscribe because we do post stuff on here occasionally. And you'll get a notification on the next live show so you don't miss out. And do we have a fans-only channel? <laughs> uh, no, we like to keep our clothes on. Right, yeah, show. just checking. <laughs> that, that, that escalated. <laughs> uh, no, we got Tony here, Stuart, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Quinn. See you, buddy. Nice to see Quinn's here. So we got a lot, a good group here tonight. Yeah, a bunch of familiar faces. Even an RC addict. Our guests are the best guests. Uh, great Scott just popped in. Uh, <laughs> Delta Dart. Oh, I like that name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I guess in a, if you, at least on my screen, a clockwise rotation, you see uh, Lee Buck Rogers, Ray. What? Uh, wait, what? Wait, wait. Stop that. Don't do that. <laughs> you, you okay, Fitz? <laughs> Mess with my mind. How many, how many fingers am I holding up, Fitz? <laughs> Good. That's not very damn funny. <laughs> Uh, oh, myself, Mr. Nihon Fitz, and the basement dweller himself, <laughs> Terry Dunn. He's actually in the basement, too. So I am, yeah. Man, you basement. I miss Let's... basement. <laughs> Not in Texas. <laughs> That's called a swimming pool. <laughs> no, they had, well, they had one. Terry was here. They had him up in his area, up in, uh, oh, in Lubbock. Lubbock. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, Lubbock, yeah. yeah, but not down here in Houston. Damn, northerners had basements. Anyways, all right, guys. Uh, I see people. Oh, that's who Delta Dart is. Okay, now I remember. It's our buddy Mike. Hey, oh, yeah. Mike. All right. Hey, Quinn. Everybody's talking to each other. All right. So let's get the show on the road. <laughs> they don't need uh, us. They just wanted the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah this background is a noise. We just put some elevator music on and let everybody chat with themselves in the chat room. <laughs> they're they're muting us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, anything you got, anything that comes up in the chat, please let us know. We we'll love we love to hear from you. This is one of the great things about the live YouTube show is that we get a chance to interact with our our lovely fans or enemies, whatever they are. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> spectators. Spectators. I, I hate P38s. <laughs> Take that, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, uh, we're what five, six minutes in. Let's get started. I guess. Um, let's see the first thing up. I what's guess Lee. What's what's yes. that? I said, "What's in our fan mail?" What's our fan mail? I don't know, but it's nothing. <laughs> oh, Is it supposed gonna, to smell like that? Next time, I want you to pull up a ream of paper. <laughs> just, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. All right, page number one. <laughs> all right, well, what I'll try this... to. <laughs> what did you say? Go, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what's all this white powder in our fan mail? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, oh, the boy. shiner's coming. Especially if Fitz oh, keeps rambling awesome. on like this. I'm, like... Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm passing it on to whichever side Lee is on, so he can start <laughs> telling us uh, about uh, part. Do of his Pretty AMA good. trip uh, at the AMA Museum, which yeah. that's a word I can still have trouble spelling, but that's, I guess, too much information. <laughs> so, Lee, take but, it away. So, on our previous podcast, episode 131, I talked about my trip to Muncie, Indiana. We had a, a whole, I don't know, special <laughs> on my trip to Muncie and then up to see uh, Terry up in uh, Dayton, Ohio. 
Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Canton, Ohio. I drove through Dayton. So we didn't get to touch upon a couple of things in the previous show. So I'm going to do that now and I will do my best to make it kind of quick, but I will certainly stop if there are any questions and, and comments you'd like to ask me. Uh, so number one, what we didn't talk about was headquarters. Some people may know that AMA is located in Muncie, uh, Indiana, but don't know much about the field. I mentioned on the podcast that I'd post a video of a drone shot I did, a video that did a 360 over site three of the IAC. I hope you got to see it. If not, go check out our Facebook page. I may have actually I may have copied that to YouTube and then shared the link. So uh, check both of our channels and that'll give you a great idea of how beautiful the, the fields are there. So uh, I mentioned it's, it's very large. I sorry, Kyle's in here. Maybe he knows how many, uh, you know, yards, acres, <laughs> feet, <One> million, million, <laughs> million millimeters. Uh, it's a beautiful parchment of land. And so take a look at that. And uh, what I want to show you now though, is what you see when you drive into the entrance of AMA, and that's the AMA headquarters right there. Actually goes on a little bit further off to the side, but I, I'm going to take you through this little trip. So sit with me, you know, sip your coffee and enjoy the little walkthrough. So let me switch to my other screen so I can tag along. I've just pulled up a quick photo viewer, guys. So just, uh, you know, I'm sorry it's not all over the screen, but this is the entrance to the AMA headquarters. That's the door right there. And this is the Walk of Fame. These are where you can purchase AMA bricks. So it goes all the way around this path to this little fountain. And look at all the little geese right there. <laughs> and like every morning, these geese would fly in and land on the pond that's over here on the left. And uh, it's really pretty. So it's neat to see the. But I will tell you, knowing that geese are not always very friendly, oh. I'd stay away. Stay away. Or clean. <laughs> yeah, they're very poopy. I didn't, I didn't see too much damage to the walkway. They tend to that's, stay right there. That's good. So into the entrance of the building, you have this nice little uh, second story view. There are actually planes above my head. This is as wide as I could get with my little iPhone. So I was kind of, you know, in awe. So I was just grabbing the only camera I had since Ryan had my Canon. And this is the entrance. This is so the, wait, just to clarify, yeah. that's interested in AMA headquarters or to the museum? AMA, head, AMA headquarters. Okay. This is all HQ. So I'll quickly go through the use of the receptionist desk. Nice little F-18 sitting right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fall on her head. No, I was going to say, how many, how many offices do you go to with an F-18? <laughs> Hovering over. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. So tell your companies to get on it. <laughs> I'd, my, I'd have a big P-38 right here. Uh, so this is where all the magic happens mm. for air pre-COVID. Cameras. Yeah. So this is a wide angle shot or a panoramic of the uh, little studio for AMA Air. And just for snits and grins, I, <laughs> I had to get a picture of me <laughs> sitting at the desk. Someday. Hey, I had a question. Yeah. Uh, is that lady no longer there? What was her name? Oldenheiser? Claire is, or Claire is no longer there. Yeah, she's no longer oh, there. Oh, okay. So uh, Matt has Matt Ruddick has taken over the AMA Air show, which nice. speaking of AMA Air, I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I will be on AMA Air tomorrow. We'll We'll talk about more of that later in the session. You're but a regular I be, on there I now. I won't be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I hope soon Matt can get back into the studio and we can do more work there because it's a really nice studio. Yeah, it looks uh, good. I'll I'll take away my mug here. I just had to do this. This my uh, my boss Mark is <laughs> taking a photo with me. I think he left his finger on the lens because that's quite uh, <laughs> it's quite so, a nice little soft focus there. So what's that behind you? Is there an actual plane behind you, or is that just a image? It's just that's it's a little. It's an image. It's a little stencil. See the little light effects on there. Oh, okay. So it's it's beamed onto the. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering about that. Yeah. 
Uh, and this is inside headquarters. I just thought I'd plug the uh, education center. And Kyle, if you're on, I can't see your comments, but this was a section uh, when I was in the office doing some work. Uh, I just walked past this, and these are all these little betas, you know, set up and training materials and stuff. So they have a nice little setup here to uh, help out classrooms and STEM. And I thought this was really nice as a good point to make and share with people because. I'm about to show you photos that you wouldn't normally see, which would be in headquarters mm. and in the back doors of the museum. So uh, I hope you enjoy this little tour. Unauthorized so photos? Oh, just, hey, they, like there's no stopping TMZ. Them. Just try to pull them back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and in the comments got to sign a non-disclosure form. Now, this wasn't in headquarters, but I, I love this photo. I It is one of the classic AMA logos. This was in the trailer that was put out by site number three to store our airplanes uh, when we left. And so we could come back and just pull them out of the trailer. We didn't have to you know, right. put them in the cars or anything. But this trailer is also used to house staff like during NATS uh, or other events taking place at IAC. But this sign's just sitting there and I just, I just love it. So I know while I was at Camp AMA, I took a photo of this and put that as my back banner on my Facebook page. I think that's cool mm -hmm. classic image. No one has an older logo. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how old that one is, but that's that's got to be 80s. Yeah, I'm thinking, if not before. It's pretty cool. But I also got my kids to come into the room. So we did a tour. And you know what's great? Kyle, if you're still here, I think the next picture is going to be hilarious for you. So uh, I was allowed to bring my kids to watch, you know, look where daddy works. <laughs> <laughs> bring your kid to work day for his only work day. <laughs> uh, oh, well, this I'll, it's another picture. But anyway, the, this was... Um, this was me with my boys getting the AMA brick the uh, okay. that I ordered. They were nice to have this done for us. So I thought it was really nice. Although, you know, my dad's not there. It says the Ray family, RC lifers. So we went ahead and bought a brick. So I think it's really nice that some people buy bricks and don't get to hold it and you know, see where it goes. They might get a photo of it later. But this was nice that I got to share this with my boys. Your dad was there. He was there. I hope so. All right, so let me go back to another folder. So bear with me. You guys can chat over there. Any other? There's Kyle. No, Kyle, don't go too far. I think that my uh, the other photos in a different directory. Stand by. Do, do, do. Right, so how much time do you want me to kill here? Oh, just juggle. Flaming <laughs> <laughs> lipos. Have I shown you guys this gearbox that came with my micro lazy bee? No, I'll see it. Okay. It's kind of uh, a homemade job. Oh, is that go. wood in the front? No, one? it's uh, fiberglass, and the bushings are uh, servo uh, grommets. So, uh, oh, not brass servo grommets? Maybe oh. these are servo gears on the back. I don't know. but And it's like an old slot car motor. So this is what came in it. Well, here, let, me, let me bring you up a little bit bigger. Oh, there we go. Um, Did you try it. running it? No. no. Why not? Um, maybe I will at one point, yeah. but it's pretty rough. And the... Yeah. The back support falls off, so uh, I just thought it was kind of clever. And doesn't really look homemade. It's too clean for somebody to have done it with a Dremel. But yeah. anyway, it's it's not one I've seen before, and I've seen a bunch of different gearboxes. What, so. what a question. Where did it come from? Lazy Bee, you said, right? Yeah, I got that, and I'll talk about it later. I got a, a kit at a swap meet a few weeks ago, a month ago, that was, uh, it's called Baby Bee on it, but it's obviously just a downsized version of a Clancy Lazy Bee. And uh, it's 18-inch span, and so this is what it had in it. And the person I bought it from said it had been hanging at a hobby shop, 
the I think it was the hobby shop owner built it just for display. So it had been framed up and covered, but it never had control surfaces or servos. And it had, again, this motor in it. So, uh, yeah, I finally worked on it last weekend, and I'll show you guys in a little while. Cool. Yeah. That was our, that was our intermission. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Before the next quick section. So uh, I'm apologizing to Kyle. I thought I had this really funny photo when right before that photo of my boys at the uh, AMA Air desk, uh, we snuck into your office, Kyle, and I have a picture of my boys taking a picture of that uh, Doolittle <laughs> poster. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's not in my director here. I must have missed it. But anyway, I'll send it to you personally, Kyle. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> it's like, what who are these kids in my office? Who's taking that picture? <laughs> Did you put All the right. whiskey back in the drawer? <laughs> I should have. I should have looked for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, i got to share some more photos with you guys. Can uh, let's see. Y'all see that? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so that's my son, Austin. And I, Kyle, you'll have to remind me who that is. I've completely dropped. No, oh, it's the other Ryan. That's it. So that's that's Ryan O. I think was his name. we had two Ryans at camp. But Ooh. for those who listened to episode one thirty one, you you could not see <laughs> what I was trying to describe that my son built. So bear with me while I show these photos because I know Kyle, excuse me, Kyle uh, Terry's going to have a kick out of it. But see, these are two sharks. <laughs> but you'll get a big big kick when you see this version. Yeah, <laughs> are they a canard? <laughs> It, it is a canard, but do you see the glue sticks? <laughs> so oh, is that what, oh, okay. What are those for? Ballast? That is for well CG. <laughs> just quickly, just <laughs> CG. But th see how they're backwards, guys. Yeah. Just, I don't know if you can see my arrow. Is it my arrow showing up? Yeah. In, yeah, okay. yeah. Let me see it. So, so this is how how creative the kids are. These, of course, are pointing the wrong direction, but they opened up the cockpits and rotated the pilots around. So oh all they're facing God. is the wall. <laughs> there's, there's no visual for them. I guess that you know, it's like it's an FPV screen. We'll just assume that's it. Yeah. So anyway, that is them hand launching this. I think this is the final version. But there it is in oh, all its glory. Good. So it actually flew. It it. I'm using my air quotes. It flew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought this would be. Enter I, I thought it would be entertaining because I I just didn't think you guys got the full. You know, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I like the shape of their jib. <laughs> exactly. All they right. get the official Terry Dunn Weirdo Award for that one. <laughs> yes. oh, Very coveted trophy. I will tell them. All right. So uh, you ready to go inside the museum? You betcha. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll preface this <laughs> Is a bear fiddle with... in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do not expect to see all the photos of the key museum items for two reasons. One, I was in there pretty quickly going in and out uh, to see Michael Smith. So the photos I will share you, you would normally not see as a visitor to the museum. So I feel like that's my substitute. So this is uh, number, behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. And the number two is I encourage you, if you're not aware of this, there is a virtual walkthrough of the museum. Now it's a, oh. it's a little outdated because <laughs> we have, they have made some changes, but it's uh, available on modelaircraft.org. You can go to the museum section and you can do the virtual walkthrough. It's really cool. And if you're unable to make it, if you know COVID is still an issue, then I, I please go to that site and just visit around, look at some of the stuff. And what's nice is that there are many models that have a hovering icon box that you can click on and you can get more information. It may even take you to the digital directory. So. Hmm. All right. Before you start, um, what yes. I said behind the scenes museum tour, that reminded me that back uh, when my wife and I first started dating, so 20 something years ago, 
uh, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum offered a behind-the-scenes tour of their storage facility in Maryland. And I don't know if they still have any stuff there or if it's all at the Dulles thing now. But anyway, you had to sign up, and it was very specific. Uh, you have to meet at this place at this time, and it's a minimum, like, three hours, and you, there's no breaks. You can't leave once you hear you're committed. But basically have a tour guide that takes you through it to all the hangars where they just got this stuff. It hadn't been restored or anything yet they just had it and we're going to do something with it one day but for now they just shoved it into a corner and you just walk through looking at all these dusty old airplanes that hadn't been touched in decades and wow it was amazing well i don't know if i had the exact same feeling but i was in awe and i will tell you i probably i loved going inside the museum i it was here's what's even nicer is that yes COVID has been bad. It has shut down many businesses and, and visitors, but being able to go in just with my boys, <laughs> you know, we, we were actually like dry. We, since I was driving my truck to and from camp, we actually got to the uh, classroom sooner than the other kids. So we were actually just able to walk in to the museum and walk around and gosh, darn it. I wasn't able to bring it down, but I am going to talk about it in a second. Uh, but to me, I, I loved grabbing my boys, holding them and saying, look at that plane. I shaking them. Look at that. Look. <laughs> no, it, was just, it was so cool to be pointing at an Airtronic Aquila and an Olympic right. 99 that they have hanging in the museum and knowing that I have those aircraft. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't think mine are museum worthy, but I think if it's a plane that's worthy enough to sit in a museum and you've got one, I mean, that's kind of special. So right above my head here, guys, that orange wing with a little bit of orange, uh, excuse me, yep. yellow with a little bit of orange, that's an Olympic 99. And back here, and I can't raise my arm too much, right there behind that thing <laughs> is, is a new inbox Aquila. So right. anyway, stuff about me that you now know about. But it was neat to walk the whole thing with my boys. And there are the planes that they liked. That's another long story. Let's get to the pictures, shall we? Let's. We have a question maybe you can answer. Somebody asked if you have a picture or did you see uh, Terry's space engine? Uh, from Quinn? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Let's take the tour. Let's find out. So let me, uh, excuse me for a second while I whip this out with the screen. Do, do, do. Okay. Am I clicking it? Oh, you have to click the button share. So you see that? Yep. Every museum should have a store. And by golly, the AMA does. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things over here that I purchased and are now in my house. <laughs> so, And by the way, there's a sad shirt right there, guys. Yeah, um, that's just so funny. Maybe we talked about it last time. I didn't know there was any sort of association with sad and AMA. Yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought it was just something sort of somebody made up and sort of Maybe they went with it. it. Yeah, like huh. RC hey. Roundtable. Just some <laughs> we actually, I should have left a couple of stickers in there. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> All right, but it's a really nice museum, uh, excuse me, store. So I highly encourage that you uh, go in there. And uh, next to the store is where? Which district are you in? So you should know that I'm District Eight. I'm right there. What are you in? Those. That's, that's a big old district. Mine's two. Yeah. Yeah. Those right there. It's out of so, the side. Next right to two. Left. Uh, is that, yeah, what's that? Is that Greenland or something? <laughs> what is that? It's an alien. Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> it's Atlantis. You know those crazy flyers. I do think we have a district in Europe, right? 
maybe I'm I, making there's that some, up. There's some European affiliation, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Until Terry said, what's that? I was like, I have no idea. So, <laughs> Where'd thanks, that come from? Hey, I was so, someone will jump in and say, well, Lee, if you had stopped and read, I was not standing by to read all about this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my homework. You write 100 times what that blob is. That's right. District 13. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's when Kyle says she, Europe okay, it's Europe okay so we have an affiliate so this is Wendy she runs the shop very nice in fact she was the one who helped me gather some bling for our RC roundtable giveaway which we'll talk again shortly but here are the inner workings Ooh, of the museum like so workshop. I just want to tell you guys what makes the AMA special is that this museum works hard <clears throat> to maintain restore and display historical aircraft and this is a, a huge workshop that, of course, was designed into the building of the museum in order to keep all the models in pristine condition and recover, rebuild those that are, are being donated so that they will survive. And these are there are volunteers that come out and do all this work. And, of course, we were using it to so do some repairs for our Camp AMA stuff. But I'm just going to quickly give you guys a, a little 360 of the room. But, you know, they have a lot of supplies there. A lot of these parts have been donated. Um, normally the guys are working like on the weekend who come in to volunteer their time. They have their own projects. I don't know the inner workings of the schedule and what they're working on now, but uh, it was just neat to, to see this because this is important. You know, this is showing you that the AMA is sincere about keeping these artifacts available for you to see. And then like right here is like 15 grand worth of balsa, right? <laughs> is that the vault? <laughs> yeah. The vault, yeah. I had to go through a retina scan to see this, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I did. I took a picture. I was like, you know what? That's just so, so valuable <laughs> right now. I think that was an um, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst uh, <laughs> crime movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to show you this because what's neat for me is that I didn't get to go to the museum right away. The kids did. And Ryan came to me and said, Hey dad, did you see your name on the wall? And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, inside the museum, right next to the workshop is this huge wall of names. And this sign right here explains that the AMA was doing a fundraising to develop the IAC or in this case, it said international flying site and museum and members who were, uh, 90, excuse me, right here, it says 1993 members, would have their name listed on the wall. And sure enough, and I have the page here, that's me and my dad. All right. Now, I posted this probably on my Raviation page. Wait, and maybe who's your, is it Larry? Who's your, no, my dad's Leo. Oh, Leo, okay. Lee I and Leo. your dad's name. That's okay. Yeah, he's underneath me there. And uh, I just, I you know, I got to tell you, just uh, that was touching. I had no idea that, you know, our names would be on there. And so this, these walls are huge. I mean, they, there must be 30 feet of all these, oh this, this is just a tiny, tiny section guys of all the names on the wall that are around this uh, workshop. But so your anyway, name was on two walls on that trip. <laughs> what? You saw your name on the wall at Edgewater too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> for a good time. <laughs> well, so for, for those out there who might be watching, who were 93 members, somewhere on this wall is your name. So you might be able to call somebody and take a picture if you want. So uh, this is a quick uh, little run through. Unfortunately, I didn't, again, spend too much time in the museum. What's that helicopter? They, it's a drone. Is that one of those agricultural helicopters? Yeah, I'm going to have to say these are all UAs, you know. Okay. Yeah, it is. So this new section, which, which removed a, uh, a movie theater, is now, you know, basically for all these UAs. And I don't know if I have. Oh, I thought this was cool. Oh, yeah. 
That's Dan's bird. Yeah, Dan's. Dan's well, this is one of his early concept ones. Yeah. Did you know about this? What is that? I can't quite see what it is. So right here, these are AMA models. These SIG AMA models right here. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. They were in Spaceship One. Oh, cool. They reached ah. 37,000 feet at Mach 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and Bert Rutan sighted. So these planes were inside cool. the Spaceship yeah. One. And that's on display there. And that's that's a brand new exhibit, by the way. Right. Oh, cool. Now, Dan oh, hey. told us the story about that model. Now, was that the proof of concept for the bending wing thing? I think it was. I don't remember. When we built a couple different ones. I, can't remember. Gloves, I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would look very fragile. I think it's I, carbon fiber and ripstop. I think it's, I think the, same, it's the same material he made his IFOs out of. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Carbon fiber and ripstop. Yeah. Oh, is this thing on? <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> oh, well, real quick, I want to say a shout out to Raymond. Hey, Raymond, I see you in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Uh, okay. I think he his first one was the ripstop, and then I think he built a foam one later, maybe, I think, or something. Um, you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, continue, Lee. All right, so in the bowels, <laughs> in the hallways, exactly. if you just walk down and look up, you will see all these airplanes. They are, you know, in the ceiling. They're wrapped up. And I will tell you, this is, I don't know if you heard this before, but normally the museum lights are all off. They mm -hmm. only come on when, when people are in the building. And usually if they know they're going to be traveling down the hallways. Otherwise, they keep the lights off, you know, to preserve all these models. Oh, uh, UV? Yeah, production. UV and whatever kind of heat, maybe too. So uh, most of these models that I especially have like any kind of covering are, are covered like this. Covering, I said that twice, but you know what I meant. <laughs> wrapped. <laughs> and so wait a minute, these are these are wrapped for, for protection. Yeah. What's so they're not for display? No, no, these are yeah, these are like their extra models that have been in their collection. So they they may be moved oh, around, okay. but these are like this again. This <clears throat> is in the back offices, you know, stuff that may have just come in too. So you've got got a sense. Let me keep walking here so you can see. So do, so that's does a, fluorescent light degrade the covering? I, you know what? I I just do what Michael told me, which is we, we keep the lights off. I mean, they're doing they're doing everything to keep these you know models safe. So I yeah, just think sure. it's so cool. You know, you see the other models on display, and it's amazing. But it's also cool to go see what's yeah. You know, <laughs> go talk to these other ones that are missing out. You know what do you call it? <laughs> the uh, uh, what's the, oh shoot! What's the toys from uh, uh, Rudolph? Misfit toys. The misfit toys. Thank you. God, I love misfit toys. I wish I wish I could remember. Yes, but these are the hallways of misfit planes. So, <laughs> isn't that cool? Little helicopters, steermen. Oh, yeah. So I just I was like, <laughs> I was like why are you taking well, me to the ceiling? Funky looking helicopter. Yeah. Maybe it's a scale mm -hmm. model for one of the old yeah. Sikorskys or something. Yeah, that's off to the left. So yeah, I just had a I just had a blast just looking around, going ooh ah. It's like going into a hobby shop, right? Yeah. Seeing all the planes that are on consignment and stuff. So I can't. I, although those weren't for sale. Now, ooh, ooh uh, that's a big one. I I I'm not the in walking encyclopedia, but all I can tell you, this is a big B thirty six. Is that Mac Hodges? <laughs> no, no. This is the and the, I hope Michael's not watching the show. Uh, because I would not do it justice, but there is an incredible story. I can't wait for his crew to assemble this and have it display. But this man in the 50s built this in his garage. In the 50s with things that were just available back then. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been flown. It may have been taxied, but I don't think by him. 
So they have the spinners, but they don't have the engines. But he has, Michael has enough documentation on this aircraft to probably finish it very close to what it was originally. But, oh, oh by the way, there's balsa. <laughs> Wait, let's go back. Which one's more expensive, that or that? <laughs> but look at that. Look at the quality of that. Now, there were, there were no windows in here, and we don't know if he had finished the windows yet. But this is this is the design and engineering, you know, of someone very intelligent. I mean, it is, it's a masterpiece. I mean, and here is the fun part. I think I've already told you guys about this, right? The wheels. I don't remember. Oh, for those of you who are listening, no. this, this get a kick out of this. So these this guy was looking for wheels, and he wanted something as scale as possible. <laughs> and I don't know how how the stars aligned for him, but these are Firestone ashtrays. <laughs> they made little bitty tires for these Astras that they sold. And I don't know how he just like found one one day and said it's the perfect size, but every one of the tires on this airplane is an ashtray tire. But it's that's real not rubber. So little. But, but it's rubber, but they were built for ashtrays. I just think that is the greatest story. Man, yeah. Wow. And he made Maybe his own landing gear. It's amazing. Maybe he found the ashtrays first and sized the plane to fit them. <laughs> Wait, like Keith, he found one thing and built around it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to build a plane, a B thirty six that fits this ashtray wheel. <laughs> so anyway, and as you were talking about the scale, look at Michael standing next to one of the wings. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a big ashtray. <laughs> it's or a big yeah, ashtray. Like, well, like a... you know, back then they were smoking a lot. You know, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, the party a ashtray. Every day, yeah. Corporate ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I just, this is in the back room. They, they, they just acquired it and, you know, it's a, it's a project they'll work on, but that's going to be neat to see someday. I really yeah. do. I mean, I don't yeah. think they'll ever make it flying, but he has, he also mentioned, I think the next picture talks about this inner working. Like this is all original. Was it intended to be control line or RC? <laughs> control line. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was meant to be RC. There's no way you could control line this. You're talking about like tie it down to a stake. Yeah. Yeah. Stake in the ground. All right, keep laughing. All right. So hey, uh, you want might go back. Uh, uh, fluorescent lights do emit UV. Okay. They do emit a bit of UV, so with themselves. Take their word for it. That's not my job. So I'll. I just did what he told me to. Hold on. Go back to that last. The inside of the B thirty six. You bet. That reminds me a lot of plywood overcast. <laughs> yeah. Very nice woodwork, but slightly yeah. overbuilt. So this is balsa overcast. No. Oh, I, that balsa ply. Balsa right there, but I think there's some ply in there. These, oh, sure. Yeah. These are probably basswood right there. Now, are the joiners there, the silver parts? Are they, I guess, it's wood, part, right? It's, it's well, wood, just painted silver. They're not removable. It's not like for storage or transport. That's actually part of the airframe. Correct. Yeah. Huh. All right. That, and you tie the pieces together with these bolts. Okay. Just got to reach in or something. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. Carry on. So, this is the famous store, the hobby store. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, unfortunately they've got it, uh, roped off, you know, due to COVID and, and you don't want too many people in there. <laughs> you have to lead in <laughs> and admire it. And unfortunately my kids were bugging me like, come on, dad, we don't, we, we see hobby shop all the time. Like whatever. But right there, right there, that, that air, where my arrow is, that's the plane that I have. <laughs> that's one of my jet co-planes. So uh, I, I do have something on the shelf in that room and then I'm. But, so this is simulation of like a 50s or 60s era? Oh, yeah. Hobby store? Look at that. Isn't that neat? God, you could just 
waste your money in there, couldn't you? <laughs> or hello, fella, what you like? Well, golly gee, I like one of those. <laughs> we don't sell candy here. We only <laughs> sell airplanes. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so, so, Lee, there's a question if the B-36 was built by Technical Sergeant Gordon E. Ford. Oh, who wrote that? Is that name ring a bell? Uh, Mike no, Buckin. Mike. Mike Buckin okay. in the chat. <laughs> uh, oh, he's asking. It was a question mark. Oh, Mike, I yeah. do not know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm happy to get more information, though, if people are, are interested, because uh, all I know is that Michael Smith is working on it. Uh, and I'll just tell him to keep me in the loop when they made progress. But I'll tell you, the hardest part is the obvious. Where do you put it? Yeah. It is huge. Um, so, yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Raymond uh, has a quote back to your control line comment. He says, Chuck Norris can take it and handle it <laughs> while, while smoking, right? Or, yeah. or shooting bad guys. All right. So I think I'm almost done. Let me uh, come around the museum, the store here. I think that might be. Oh, oh Quinn, Quinn, you. you yeah, hopefully, Quinn didn't leave. So Quinn asked the question uh, Did you have the Cox 049 that's been into space? So, Terry, why don't you take over the show about this little engine right there? Again, we've talked about this before. Yeah, but I'll, now people can see it. I'll give the cliffs notes. So when I worked in the space biz, um, before shuttle mission STS-130, I've been working with uh, Bob Binken, who recently went to space again. Um, anyway, he offered to take something on board the flight, and I chose this Cox engine. So, he didn't say me? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> can I fit in your bag? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that flew on board uh, STS-130 and came back. And I held on to it for a couple of years and then decided I couldn't put a display on it that was worthwhile. So I donated it to the museum. And hopefully they'll get it on display someday. That's it. A baby bee oh, that's nice. in space. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's been others. I'm not sure. It's a great story. Yeah. Thanks for finding it. You're welcome. I, uh, the, the story was, while I was talking to Michael, we were having a great little talk. Um, I mentioned, Michael, hey, what's his last name? Michael Smith. He's the He's curator. The curator. Okay. And he, you know, when I asked him, do you know where that, this Cox engine that's been to space? And he kind of looked at me and I was like, oh, I can hear Terry going, oh. We have one of those? <laughs> exactly. Mm -mm. But it was, I didn't, I didn't want to post the photo, but he has this really cool software to archive everything. And he topped in, you know, Cox 049, maybe Terry Dunn or Terry or something like that. And poop, it popped up and he goes, I'll get back to you. And he did. We were outside flying and he walked out there, had the glove on and, you know, brought up the engine. So it was very nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Does it turn over? <laughs> I didn't touch the it. It oh. did when I donated it. Yeah. <laughs> it had good compression. It's got some space dust, space radiation in there. <laughs> yep. Okay. So I want to share a couple more photos just to, to have a chat. So this is my son, Ryan. What is he holding? A cannon. He's holding my camera. I got to tell you a neat story. The darn kid came up to me and said, hey, dad, since you know you can't take pictures, <laughs> can I take pictures? And I've got a lot of photos to go through. I still am editing pictures. Now, he's not quite there yet. He's learning. But the fact that he did grab the camera, he did his best. We actually have some really good photos. Um, but there's my backup photographer. So if you ever need shots, call my buddy here. He also took a lot of pictures at the, at the uh, National Museum of the U.S. Air Force. Well, the best uh, way to learn how to take good pictures is to, to take a whole crap a whole of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is Austin, and this is that cub I mentioned, the CZ cub that he rebuilt. Do you see how the front's all gone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, looks like it's seen better days. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, I don't know if you can see the wingtips actually missing there. There's no, there's no describing what how the wheels are held on. I don't know how they're held on, but they are. But I just love. I mean, see how he just hacked it off here. I hear what just cutting the nose off, and then he slapped on that outrunner. Look at that prop. Yeah, That's a big prop. <laughs> but look at that smile. They had so much fun doing that. That's just all matter. Or did they have to hand launch it? In fact, you know what? I think that's Quinn. Did Quinn leave? Did Quinn already leave? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, I think that's Quinn. Sorry, Quinn. Oh, man. He missed his little photo. All right. So, uh, besides that, I was also going to show you another photo. Kyle, you're here. So, Wait, Kyle, on. this go, is you. All right. Go back again. Okay. What's wrong with the left wing tip? Or is it <laughs> it's partly missing. Okay. There's a huge chunk out of it. All right. <laughs> I told you. But it flew. Symmetric airplanes, too. Yeah, I just wanted to say this was neat. This is Kyle flying, I guess. That's the big glider. Uh, the, he has a big uh, radiant, electric-powered radiant. Okay. And it was just really pretty. That's that's what it's like to sit at Site 3, guys, and fly. Yeah. Huge runway. You know, that's cross-runway. There's actually two. And we just had a blast. And I think I have one more photo. This is that beta. <laughs> the cardboard overcast? And just so you know, this is this is Ryan's photo. Oh, wow. I, I did a... Vertical video, and this is Ryan's shot of the beta. Uh, but that you can't see it, but that tape, and there's another piece of string is holding that wing from buckling. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go, isn't that cool? That, yeah, was, that was a cool project. Well All right. done. All right, so okay, I have one more little thing. If if you guys stick with me, I'm going to the Air Force Museum uh, to do a quick, quick little uh, slideshow, and then we'll uh, call it a day and move on to uh, Fitz and Terry. How's that? I thought you Ooh. had another topic. Oh, I do. I have a Terry yeah. Time folder in here too. What? So, Terry time folder. I have a Terry Time folder. Yep. I don't know what that is, but I'm scared. Yeah, you should be. All right. Well, let me get back over here. So this is like little Lee's little show here. So, excuse me while I open the share screen again. I know if I had a producer, he'd be up and you know Dylan was here. <laughs> yeah, just done. So I'll go through these real quick. This is the entrance to the National Museum. A lot of you know, photos you'll see here. This entrance, all the hangars are back here and go way back. <laughs> so starts here and goes way back there. So we'll go there. This is you know you can't see the smile on his face, but this is the B twenty five. You know that's there for the do little uh, section. Oh yeah. These these are those chalices I was telling you about. Uh, they call them goblets. Okay, for all the pilots. Here's that bottle of scotch. Uh, you know, Ryan was really happy to be here, the Doodle Raid crew. So I got him standing in there. Big, he's a huge fan, guys. But this is an, a nice poster identifying all the pilots. Oh, it's all, all the crews crew. for all the, all the, the all the pilots and all the crews. Yep. What was it 16? I believe so. Yep. Something like that. Okay. Wow. Yep. Not one B 25 survived. Suppo well, one did land in Russia, but they never yeah. found it. Yeah. That's very, very sad. Uh, this is him. I mentioned this in the show, but this is him sitting down watching a video of Jimmy Doolittle. And it was just so neat. He just, you know, he was in awe. Mm -hmm. Really neat. Beautiful airplane, by the way. Uh, our buddy Adam. Hey. Adam. <laughs> hey. His I wife made this shirt. I can't quite I see what's it. on it. No, let's see if I can zoom in here. <laughs> Isn't that great? I need more though. I need one too. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, thank you so much for joining me and your son and uh, hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun. Sorry, I was dead to the world, but I, you know, and I wasn't listening all the time. <laughs> so next time, I'll make a visit. I'll make sure I've like studied and worked out, <laughs> had my five hour energy drink. So he did get a picture of us in front of the B twenty five. 
Oh, nice. Uh, Memphis Bell. Hmm, nice. Really nice. I didn't know it was there. Ooh. It looks much better than if you look at the pictures of when it was on display before. So that's the actual <laughs> Memphis so, Bell. Yeah, it's the actual Memphis Bell. Yeah, like the F model. Oh, of course, 38. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But dig the dig the blue and white spinners. I just right. I, I, this is the first time I, I I think so. I mean, of course, the, the the what I was thinking in my head was you know there was a lot of black and white photography back then. You know, they were just wasting color film on all the airplanes. But I just had not seen one before, so I thought that was really unique. But also, what I liked um, that's just a shot of being there is the, these tire wheels, <laughs> this little dice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just thought that was cool. So there's the silo. Missiles. Pick, pick your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see what else. Here's the uh, the seven four seven. Yeah. Now one. the story Ooh. here. I'm going to take you to two pictures. Uh, do you know what that is, Terry? Is that a Schweitzer TG three? TG four LK ten. Okay. Leister Kaufman. All right. Well, the story is I saw this plane, and I was like, I was happily surprised because, and is it in here? Oh no, where'd my picture go? Oh, there it is. That right there, uh -huh. that that is an LK10 that my dad owned. Oh, cool. Oh, he bought it. Way? He bought it. Oh, he he bought it uh in that shape. This is the day they bought it. We put it on the side of our house and it sat there for years. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> I never did anything with it. He never built it, and that's very sad, but I remember him taking it to someone, and I thought it was in Texas for possible parts on a re restoration. And I was always trying to find out, you know, where that plane ended up. Because I used to play in that thing. I used to open the cockpit and sit in it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was just kind of cool. So let me quickly back up so you guys don't see the other pictures. But anyway, it's kind of kinda neat. I got to tell the kids that I had one of those in the, next to my house. <laughs> you don't get to say um, that every day. Was it a fabric airplane or aluminum? Yeah, fa it's fabric. Okay. Yeah, it should be a little fabric in that area. Yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't fare too well. So we just thought this was a cool-looking UA. There's no pilot. So just I, I was I showed this to you, Terry, because I want you to build one. <laughs> this is your next plywood overcast. <laughs> you and your fancy acronyms, are you unmanned aircraft? Is that what you're trying yep. to say? Okay. It is. Yep. Isn't that cool though? I yeah, just thought I like it. Is that landing gear? Those? Yeah, this yeah. is landing gear right here. This landing gear goes back into this little pod and there's a jet up top. Oh. I don't think that's where the CG is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was some really good radar equipment or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so do you know what this is? The hell? Is that something from a wind tunnel? I'm just curious if you know what that is. <laughs> I, I looked at this and I was like, I'm going to get a picture of that. And I, Insufficient I was data. Like, it was very hard to take this picture with my shoulder, but I took it. Any, any, anything else? I'm going to go with Tony. He says it's a compass cope. Uh, here's, I'll give you a hint, Tony, you should know what this is. I have no idea what a compass cope is. I, I, I think it's one of his favorites. It's a, I like the fact that you, you look at it and you go, I don't understand that photo, but. What's well, it so close? How, how is it? It's something you poke your eye out with. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Because yeah. I did mention on the other show, XB70. Right. Oh, it, what part? It is, the nose? Or? It's the, it's the, it's the inlet. It's right oh, for the engine. Oh, look, look, yeah, you look, look straight up. I'm. This is like I don't know, twenty feet above my head. <laughs> but look how sharp that goes to. I was like, dang, dang you would not want to be a bird. But <laughs> 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 like, that is the inlet for the XB70, and it's just—it's really. I mean, gosh, I don't, I don't know if I normally do this, but it was so pretty architecturally. You know how mm. they just fit everything. Yeah. 
and it's it's over it's on the left here you can't see it and then there's that blue thing yeah. <laughs> the, the, tacit blue tacit, tacit blue, blue yeah. with the with yeah. an sr71 and this may actually may be the y version yeah, oh, yeah. tacit blue is that big i didn't realize it was that yeah big. that's it right there i, I thought you guys oh, would have to see smaller. that but doesn't it look just fake with the dark, dark windows and yeah, it's, it's like a movie, movie prop or something. Cartoon, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. And again, you should. I probably laughed out loud when I looked at the sign. It said, "This thing's flown." <laughs> it looks like something out of a Buck Rogers TV show. <laughs> exactly. I but wonder it, if there's ever been an RC model of it. Oh, don't know. But this is a an F eighty six. Yeah, cut away. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to be an engineer on this. But did they just have all these little parts in here? I mean, maybe I can zoom in here. Yeah, but, you know, there, were a lot of, there were a lot of people looking. I was like, oh, my gosh. See the guns right there? Do you oh, really want to put your guns right next to the oxygen bottles like that? <laughs> <laughs> Breathing O2. <laughs> Radar. I, anyway, I just thought that was so cool to see the cutout. You, no, yeah, no, yeah. The other planes aren't doing this. Probably only with a few that had that uh, on there. But. Yeah. vaguely remember that. Hmm. So. No. Yeah. That's great. Sounds like you had a good time. It's awesome. Neat stuff. Okay. And wait, I'll do the quick photos of Terry and that'll be done. So let me get back up here. See, this is a surprise to me. <laughs> oh, you wait. So do we need to come more time or do you have these? No, no, it's, it's ready. Okay. It should be there. You see it? <laughs> there we this, go. Yeah. This is uh, when I, this is what I <laughs> saw Terry. <laughs> Together again, my la, car. La, 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 la. didn't turn the engine <laughs> off, just let it keep running down the hill. <laughs> anyway, that's me seeing Terry, hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and that's his ugly mug. Yep. <laughs> that's after the hug. Oh, god, damn. yeah, that's us in front of the uh, the golf course or flight test headquarters. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, clubhouse, yeah, the clubhouse. That's Austin inside, you know, showing his bling. So he's Family fellowship. I don't have the picture of Ryan talking to Josh. I'm not <laughs> <a game. laughs> the pictures of Ryan uh, insulting Josh? Uh, <laughs> no, it was Austin. Or was it? No, it was Ryan. But it, it was, was Ryan. Like, okay. It wasn't necessarily an insult. It was just hilarious. <laughs> I'm not as a big fan as Yaya is my brother. <laughs> I just I love the fact that my kids are just hanging out with you there, Terry. So, yeah. Hanging out your truck. Yeah, Austin was showing me some of the onboard video. Oh. Maybe it was the uh, the huge beta video that he had because he had shots oh. air to air of that right oh that's right yeah and if you look closely you can see water here we didn't mention that on the show that it rained twice oh yeah uh, well, right there mere sprinkle we were under the tree it barely got wet and there's the tree yeah. with the ants hey those airplanes match i didn't even notice that before <laughs> subliminal <laughs> yeah. but that's so, plywood overcast plywood that's overcast terry mm -hmm. filling it up and uh we get to fly it and then there's me uh Bringing hope to flight test. Does it have? <laughs> does Plywood Overcast have a home in your shop yet? It's in the garage. All right. Your 120 degree garage. Right. <laughs> garage yeah. Overcast. It'll be fine. <laughs> it did fine in the basement. Did I say basement? Speaking of basement, I okay, I five degree basement. Yes, it did. I fine. think I'm done, but I hope you enjoyed the little parade in photos because I didn't. I don't know if I got to share photos with you guys. I mean, there's a couple that I put on radiation, but yeah. Anyway, some of those were new for me. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, museum's great. I hope you get a chance to go out there, guys. If you're ever in Muncie or driving by Muncie, you should go see the museum. Call first. Make sure they're they're open. AMA but Museum. The AMA Museum. And and if you're going to Dayton, from, yeah, the, from Muncie to Dayton, it's about an hour and a half drive. Yeah. Do that, too. All right. 
Now, were you going to talk about your other thing, or are you saving it for later? Oh, I think people have heard enough of me. So let's hear about your your story. Do you have pictures? Uh, do you have stuff to show in your hands? Uh, no, I do not have vacation photos. Okay. Um, Fitz, did you have things? Because mine is kind of a show and tell, and I need to go grab the thing to show and tell. Uh, no, I really don't have anything. Um, nothing to show other than, you know, uh, there's the... Uh, Oh, can you see it? Yeah, oh. how? Have you repaired the wing yet? No, I haven't touched the wing. Uh, I need to get some batteries for it, so I'm just kind of just looking it over. Uh, the only thing is the questions. I can't tell on the ignition if it can handle uh, uh, seven volts. There's no voltage on the ignition module, so I'm a little curious about how much voltage it can handle. Oh, it didn't have a battery attached to it before. It did. It's got a, a um, lifey. Lifey which are yeah. six volt and I was the servos are high voltage. So I was wondering if I can put a two cell lithium on it without killing it. So I, I, I can I, ask the original owner. He might know. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you, you can. It's just made me think about this, but I thought I did take these photos. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just want to yeah. show this. This is the fun part. This is before. Okay. This was after I packed it to go to Muncie. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it looked like coming back. Somewhere down there is the, the Japanese blade. These two wings kept shifting. But I anyway, there you go. I thought that was funny. <laughs> we actually were, did make it though. <laughs> were there squeaks and rattles? You know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It really wasn't. So sorry. But yes, we did we did survive getting the the, the, the valve back until thumbs here dropped the freaking wing. So I'm sorry again. That's okay. The, that plane went all the way from Texas to New York and back to Texas. And if that's the worst that happened to it, it's doing okay. I just hope Fitz leaves the band-aids on the, the dent. <laughs> the Hello Kitty band-aid on the wing? No, it's 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 patriotic. It's yeah, American it's, flag on a Japanese plane. Exactly. <laughs> and you'll always remember me for it. So I have these uh, American flag stickers I bought years ago. And at the, at the bottom white stripe, it says Made in China. <laughs> Like that. The world we live in, yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, like I said, I have a show and tell. Um, my first show and tell is on my head, so hold on. Oh, he's turning something around. I'm going to bring him up. It's one of my Father's Day gifts. Oh, done aviation. Oh, oh neat. Is this the start of a new franchise or something? Uh, it could be. If you want in on it, get in on the ground floor. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this will be my new lid for a while. Um, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get the other stuff. So you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. Okay. I got one other thing I started working on while he does that. Okay. I'll, I'll bring you. If I can not pull everything with me. Decided to kill some time the other, the other night with an RC car. No way. Yeah. This is a... Uh, sorry, it's out of focus here. Oh, there we go. It's one of those Tamiya's... Oh, zoomed in. There we go. Uh, it's it's actually an Audi ah. Audi Quattro Rally. So what do they call it? TTO two chassis. I've had it for for actually quite a while. And I always liked the Audi Rally car when they re, when they reintroduced. It. They had one back in the eighties that I, I always kind of pined after, but it was really kind of cartoonish. This one's a lot more scale. This is a got all wheel drive, uh, four wheel drive, and uh, so I. Spent a couple of nights tinkering with it, putting it together. It's not quite finished. I got to change the connectors on it, but otherwise, it's pretty much done. And paint the body. And so I thought that'd well, be neat. Something neat to take to the beach every once in a while to drive around. 
I get a chance. But I'm gonna have to put it on hold because I got airplanes to build. But so hopefully Terry's ready. All right, now it's you, Terry. How and am I on the main screen? I just got here. I just flipped you on. I saw you coming back. Okay. So right. this is the uh, baby bee I was talking about earlier. Yep. So um, I finally got it worked on. Um, like I said before, it was built and covered, but it didn't have any electronics other than that brush motor, and it didn't have control surfaces. So I made some control surfaces out of uh, two millimeter Depron, which uh, is that a sin to put on a balsa airplane like this? Well, I don't know. Did you cover those or is it still foam? This is just bare foam. Oh, okay. Well, you should put some of that eco light or light heat yellow on it. Why? I don't have it. Is it a light span or what do they call it? Yeah. Okay. I'm not buying a whole roll of that for. Oh, okay, paint well, it. Then paint it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to polish this. Now, part. stop the video. Go paint it and come back. <laughs> okay, so on the front, I've got a part 250 motor and then shoved inside is, I think, a 6 MPSC. And it's going to use a two cell 350 LiPo. Um, and it's got two three and a half gram servos inside. And I used some fiberglass uh, rod for the push rods. I made it as simple as I could, trying to keep it as light as I could. It's five and a half ounces ready to fly. That seems heavy to me, but I really don't know. I don't have any reference for what this should be. But I think it's about probably a little more than a foot, square foot of wing area. So the wing loading should be okay. But we'll try it out. It's been pretty windy here lately, so I haven't had a chance to take it out yet. I'm waiting think, on a calm day, and I'll try it. I think everyone I've seen fly flies well. Well, I mean, it's not actually a Clancy Lazy Bee. See, it doesn't have the uh, laminated, built-up surfaces for the curves and the wingtips and all that. So it's it's a knockoff, and I don't know if it's plans or a kit or what, but it obviously is inspired by the Lazy Bee. And You're running a two-cell or three-cell on that? Two. Yeah, and uh, this same power system came out of an airplane that was considerably heavier, so it should have mm. plenty of power. And I'm not sure where the CG is supposed to be, so I just guessed it at around 25 to 30%. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go up here. So whoever said crash, <laughs> this needs nitro. <laughs> I was going to say, do they, make a sound, do they make a sound box of a Cox 049? <laughs> yeah. You can make your own. This will probably be a good O2O plane. What do you think? Fitz, don't you have one? An O2O? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably a TDO two O flight yeah. thing, pretty good. All right, well, we'll see. Um, I'll let you know how it flies, but I just thought it was a cool little model. Yeah, and this is the one that had the Trexlers on it that had the uh, dry rotted stems. So I just ended up swapping oh. out for these foamies that I had. So again, if it turns out to be a great flying airplane, maybe I'll replace the Trexlers or something. I don't know. But for now, I'm just waiting to see how it flies and. Put big tundra wheels on it. <laughs> so strangely, this was the first balsa airplane I've worked on in a while. And I made so many dumb mistakes working on this thing. I, I, like I had never used CA before. I used real CA on the, when I was trying to glue the control horns in and that melted my first row. Oh, yeah, melted the foam. Yeah. And then I had to add some gussets in here for push rod exits. And I just did every dumb thing I could do. Um, on this airplane. It should have been really simple and re really quick, but it ended up taking most of a day. And then I still I made a push rod exit I didn't need, and I have a spare <laughs> mount. You probably can't see it with the glare, but there's 
It's ugly up close, but <laughs> you should I, you should put a sticker over the other slot that says insert twenty five cent for flight. <laughs> and the tail. <laughs> or or put okay. one of those huge little like pedo tube covers that says remove before flight. So it yeah. just looks like it's supposed to be there. You know, like that's <laughs> keeping it grounded. <laughs> How do you like my tail skid? Uh, yeah, servo servo arm? Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll see. I'm wondering if the front edge is gonna drag, but <laughs> just grab dirt. Eh. So, eh. Yeah. All right, so new <laughs> turn it the other way. It could be a <laughs> another a carrier hook. No, it could be a carrier hook. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of, have you guys seen the Cub that was designed to fly backwards? That's an RC model. Somebody took the profile of a, a J3 Cub and they tweaked a few things so that it would fly backwards. It's a neat airplane. Hmm. So anyway, so I'm only uh, 20 bucks into this thing. So if it doesn't fly well, no big deal. Better so, than my workbench. Uh, what? Why do you say that? What I'm working on, it's more than 20 bucks. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else on that. Oh, I got another cool thing in the mail today. Would you like to see it? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. How, we don't care. How do we do like how do we do the QVC voice? You got something else? Oh, well, please share it with the audience. How much? <laughs> <laughs> hey, a book. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Encyclopedia model aircraft. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, so uh, neither had I. And then I saw it on uh, my local Facebook listings a couple weeks ago. And because I'd never heard of it, I went onto the Googles and I searched it to see what info there was about it. And while I was searching Google, an eBay ad popped up. And the eBay ad had a, the same book that was in better condition for less money, even with shipping. So I figured, what the heck, I bought it. So even with shipping, I only paid 10 bucks for this thing. But it was printed in 1979. Ah, that was my next covers, question. Yeah, it covers all aspects of model airplanes, including static models, from what I can tell. I've only ah. thumbed through it real quick. But, and it does have RC stuff. Um, did you know that servos are as small as seven ounces? <gasps> no. Yeah, and they can go through their entire range of motion in like three and a half seconds. <laughs> But you just have to wind the rubber band each time. <laughs> These gatements. Can you open a page and see what it looks just what the oh, page yeah, looks like? Yeah. And it appears to be a nice book. Did and you know that these batteries are or servos are operating off a sealed lead acid battery? You know, there's a new receiver that doesn't need vacuum tubes. <laughs> so, but no, the one of the pages I turned to was about electric airplanes in nineteen seventy-nine. And so oh yeah, look at this. Uh, Astro flight was around back then, I think. They, they talk about Bob Boucher and yeah. And stuff so yeah here's the electric section and it's got diagrams okay. for building a battery eliminator circuit and yeah wow look at that oh, on off switch does it look like a three pin regulator yeah lm 5317 or something like that look at that yeah, so, yeah this will be fun to go through and my yeah. first hunch as i started reading cool. it was that it was written in england so let me see that real quick does it has a bunch of misspelled words <laughs> i don't know i haven't got that far yet so Oh, it looks like Tony knows that book. Oh, yeah? Figures. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, oh, manufactured in the U.S. So, oh, okay. Although it says first published in London. So maybe the okay. second edition or something. Yeah, second we printing. Took the, we took all the these out. <laughs> <laughs> all the unnecessary use. Yeah. Color. <laughs> Color. Yeah, we Color. The spelling. <laughs> so we added yeah, a nice find. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I thought it'd be fun. And for 10 bucks, you know, can't lose. Another library. Anyway. Speaking of fine, didn't you say you had another basement story for this show? This show, oh, this yeah, episode? I about that, but I do have another thing. Maybe I oh. talked about this already, but I'll be Now quick. it's Terry's hour. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be fast. Um, oh, <laughs> no. Just kidding. Do you know how um, fast? I can remove your face <laughs> like that. <laughs> Sorry. So my wife and I went uh, antiquing throughout Western New York, uh, gosh, more than a month ago. And we were in one shop and they had a whole stack of popular mechanics from way back when. And I just happened oh, to uh, look at the stack. And on the very top was this. On the cover, this was... April 1973, and the feature article was about Dubro helicopters. And so that's just when RC helicopters wow. coming into being. Really burning. Yeah. Did you guys know that Dubro had like the first production RC helicopters? Yeah. Yeah. I also knew it was like it was always impossible to fly, too. Uh, probably by today's standards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, the article goes into how to fly it and all the stuff you mm. need and the cost. And, and the very first one, interesting, had a, I think it was a 40 size a glow engine. Yeah, mounted upright and had a normal propeller on it, and then the main rotor was just on a anti-torque plate that it wasn't the big rotor it was wasn't pretty driven. It was just the torque of the engine with the other propeller. So, yeah, it was pretty crude. Yeah, it had a counterweight, if I remember correctly, on the engine pod. Yeah, I forget how they set up the fuel tank. Yeah. And all that, but, uh, there's actually a video on YouTube of somebody flying one. Yeah, there's oh. a few people that still have them around and still. Yeah. Have but anyway, I thought this was cool. Let me see if I can flip to a page. And it's neat to go through these old magazines and see like car ads and, and things like that. Like but there's some neat car ads for like kit cars and stuff. And or build your own hovercraft. Dodge Mobile Homes. And oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> the club cab. <laughs> hey, does anybody have any questions for Terry while he's going through the book or what he's shown so far? Because sometimes we, we get on a roll and we don't allow much for comments, but we'd love to... You know, respond if you guys do. Yeah, here's a diagram that shows that setup. The yeah, you can bird. see the counterweight. It is looks like a cylinder. That's that a counterweight. Oh, yeah, okay. it looks like a cylinder, but it's a counterweight. That makes sense. I guess the fuel tank is beneath it or something. I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, Gary in the chat says his his dad had one. Okay. In the early seventies. Yeah. Wow, look yeah. at that thing. Anyway, yeah, I just thought it was uh, kind of neat to just stumble across that being on top. All right, so are we ready for the next uh, basement story? Oh. Screen's all yours. All right. Um, Do we so, need some music? The, nope. the scream is all yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've built this up. <laughs> so about a month ago, I got an email from my club president up here because he had received an email from some rando out on the internet saying that he had some balsa wood that he wanted to donate to the club. And the club president was out of town. And so he asked if I could talk to the guy and handle it. So I did. And it turns out he lives 10 minutes from me. And I emailed him and we arranged a time to meet up, yada, yada, yada. So I show up and he's out in his driveway and has the stuff. It's like two kit boxes worth of balsa. Nice. We, we appreciate it. And oh, we'll man. Retirement. <laughs> well, um, yes and no. I mean, I, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. It's great stuff, and it'll get used for sure. But it wasn't like the boxes that Lee had in the AMA workshop. <laughs> this is stuff that had been used. Most of it's been pre-cut to some form. But, again, certainly it's good stuff to have. So, yay, thank you very much. Um, but the interesting part, I thought, was um, 
he was in his driveway. He had the stuff. I loaded it in, and we just started chatting. And uh, he mentioned that he volunteered at the local air museum, which uh, the Niagara Aerospace Museum. I'm sure I've talked about it here before because they have a P-39 they pulled out of a lake in Russia. And for those of you who don't know, Buffalo was actually, or was at one time, a very vibrant airplane community. Uh, Curtis was based here. Bell Aircraft was based here. Consolidated Aircraft was based here and some other smaller companies. So mm -hmm. despite that we have really crappy weather for a good part of the year, um, there's a lot of airplane history here. Um, so uh, he volunteered at that museum as a model maker and perhaps among other things, but he basically built their static models and other stuff. And that's how he got a hold of these supplies, which they were getting rid of. Uh, getting rid of? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they apparently didn't need them. And so, yeah. Uh, my club and they could have been billionaires. The stuff's worth a lot of money now, but um, yeah, they they just wanted to see it go in the hands of people that would use it. So um, Fitz is playing the maracas there. Yeah, he's like shaking it right there. <laughs> Calm down, Fitz. <laughs> um, Should have been on mute. Uh, no, <laughs> no. We, we heard that nice and loud. <laughs> you stuck oh. the microphone in your cup. <laughs> I'm sorry. I changed where a microphone's plugged into. So I hit the mute button and realized it was not. Okay. Anyways, you may continue. <laughs> so we started chatting and he mentioned that he had a model of a Sikorsky S38, the twin engine flying boat. Does that ring any bells? It's got like the... Yeah, it's really old. It's like a biplane, I think, isn't it? Yes. The boat hole fuselage and then... Yeah, big top wing, smaller wing, and then radials in the top engine. Okay, Tesco uh, plane, technically. Tail and booms, yeah. So he mentioned that he had a model of that. And so we chatted and chatted and chatted. And I guess I asked enough questions. He's like, hey, you want to go see it? And I'm like, you betcha. It's in a basement. <laughs> and it was in his basement. So, <laughs> so the next thing I know, I'm walking down the stairs into another stranger's basement. Um, but. I got to see this Sikorsky and it's gorgeous and it's built like an RC airplane. It has uh, balsa ribs and basswood uh, spars. It's, if you were going to build a RC airworthy version, this is how you would build it, but it's museum quality. And he considered it finished, even though the top wing was not covered. Everything else was covered and painted, but he left the top wing bare, I guess, just to show how the rib structure is. And uh, like all the, the landing gear was soldered and all his hinges and the control horns, all that stuff was there. And he had pull-pull cables that actually ran up in the same path that the full-scale one would have. It was just really a gorgeous, gorgeous airplane. And I guess it was about six-foot span. So because of the way it was built, my first question was, oh, have you ever flown this? He's like, no, no, no. This was built for static only. And even if it was airworthy, I would, I would never fly this. <laughs> too much time in it. So uh, just I spent some time. He had it hanging from his ceiling in the basement, but it's a low ceiling. So I was able to to look into the windows and stuff. And he had outfitted the entire uh, interior with uh, control horns and gauges and all this stuff. And he was just a really interesting guy to talk to because he was happy to share his um, techniques for doing all these details and the soldering, just all the different stuff. And he, on a drawing board off to the side is where he had drawn the plans to build this thing. And uh, he was just a really interesting character. And then if you look over to the other side of his shop, and his house is kind of like mine with a whole basement. Uh, the whole footprint of the house is a basement shop. And so he had a lot of room in there. 
and on the, the opposite wall, he had some airplanes that clearly were RC. So he had built a Falcon 56, and he had finished it in the the same scheme that's on the, the box cover. So the red, white, and blue thing, like Sparky did for his. You know, yeah. Keith Sparks built his recently, and he did it that way. So same thing. And he also had a Dynaflight Butterfly, the big one. What are they, 100-inch span? Like basically a motor glider with, what do they use, a 20 size or a 15 Anybody there? There you are. I think so. No. Okay. So <laughs> it's big. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a big airplane. And so I, I had started something like it called an evolution. Was, the airplane's like called an evolution? Yeah. My the evolution is kind of similar to a Dynaflight butterfly. Okay. So when you look at a butterfly, it's obvious that it's not an arf. They don't fall together. It takes a lot of work to put together this big old wing and then built up fuselage and all that. Um, but he, like the other thing, he's a craftsman. He had done a beautiful job with it. I think it was covered in silk span and dope. And wow. same thing for the Falcon. Yeah, he's old school stuff all the way. Um, outfitted with motors. The both planes had motors. I forget how long he said they had been around, but it was a while. He had never flown them. And because I guess he builds this stuff uh, while he was interested in RC, but then just never took the plunge. So he had these gorgeous airplanes there. And, uh, had never left the ground. And I thought that was really interesting. And from what I could tell, they were ready. There was nothing holding them back. Was the covering in good shape? Because sometimes silk span kind of rots after a while. Uh, well, I, don't, I couldn't tell if it was brittle, but it was still tight. Yeah. And mm. so it looked good just on a visual inspection. So um, that was all impressive. Then you look over into the other part of a shop. He works on plastic models. So Fitz, I thought you would appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And um, Am I interested? Yep. He was telling me, he's told me all sorts of cool stories. He's just got all these neat anecdotes about people he knows and has met. But uh, his grandfather apparently was some sort of manager or foreman or something at Chance Vought during World War II. So he had a lot of stories about that. And also he was consequently a big Corsair fan. So, um, oh, that was one of his stories. The, the latest issue of Air and Space Smithsonian Magazine talks about the Corsair and how they added that stall strip on the right wing to help tame it. Yeah, an inboard, yeah, just to help. Uh, to, to actually, I think it causes a stall early on that wing because the other right. wing would stall. Yeah, so uh, it talks about that, and he was saying how they really oversimplified it, and he went into some of the details of what went into it mm. and all the different things that really helped the carriers be okay with Corsairs. Anyway, mm. so we talked a while about that, but then over on his other workbench, I think he had like four or five workbenches, um, over on the other one was a royal kit of a Corsair. Uh, oh, wow. Marutaka, the Japanese Yeah, Marutaka. Company. Yeah, I have yeah. one. So uh, not, not the Corsair, but I have a Marutaka kit that actually says Marutaka. Yeah, so this is cool. obviously yeah. old, um, but he oh, had been yeah. working on it for years and years. He had the wing mostly framed up, and he was... Uh, mentioned that he got to the flaps and kind of slowed down trying to figure out how to get all the flaps to actuate together across <laughs> the, the goal wing. Um, and it's just got this huge spun aluminum cowling and uh, yeah, all these carved wood sections. So uh, it was just really interesting to see wow, a kit like that, which obviously requires a lot of craftsmanship, how yeah. it had been handled by somebody with craftsmanship. With a lot and of, yeah. At the same time, I wonder why would you build an airplane like that knowing you're never going to fly it. So I don't know if maybe he started it when he was still in that phase of thinking that he would fly, mm. but I just found it interesting. Did, to, did you to offer to take him under your wing to get him his oh, uh, wings? I, 
I did. I, oh, I really? did a good home. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was just joking. Well, I said, uh, yeah, come on out to the field. We'll put you in you know, on a, one of our airplanes so you don't have to worry about crashing yours. But you know, technology has come a long way since this stuff was built, and there's a lot of uh, ways to assist you. Seven-out servos, three-second <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You imagine a three-second so, servo? <laughs> crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, up elevator, up elevator, no. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I just snooped around for a while and looked at all this cool stuff. He had some free flight stuff that he had built. Um, I'm not sure wow. if it was overflow. Probably not. Um, one of them was, uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but another one of those airplane companies that was built on, that based on Buffalo that made a couple airplanes and then closed or consolidated with another company. I don't know, but mm. um, just a really interesting basement visit with a really interesting person who is the, an amazing craftsman. So it was neat to see his techniques and his stuff and yeah. hear his stories. But and, I agree with George. Did you well, take pictures? Um, I did take a couple pictures of the Sikorsky, um, but I didn't, I didn't intrude beyond that. Hey, I'm telling you the story. That's as good as it gets. Well, well I want to see Sikorsky on. pictures. You have to go back there and tell him, excuse me, while I take some more pictures of your room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't mind me. Yeah. Don't mind me. Hey, so, by the way, this set, up this. Your, set up your rig there so we can do it live. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you have Wi-Fi in here? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll uh, post the Sikorsky pictures. and um, Hopefully yeah, they do it justice. Um, but, yeah, amazing plane amazing stuff down there so Fantastic. totally worthwhile if, if i was trying to be discouraged about going to strangers basements that took me in the wrong direction okay so is it the, is the only thing you got a story in balsa or did you not come back with any of the aircraft no you have no you didn't <laughs> two boxes was, of balsa and amazing it, stories what okay. else do you want <laughs> some, some a Falcon 56 or a plywood overcast butterfly? too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, a clipped wing butterfly. <laughs> well, I feel like it, let's say I came home with a Falcon 56. I would feel horrible yeah. if something did happen to him. So I, I don't know. I don't think he would lose his interest or his heartache over that airplane just because I'm the one who had it. So. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you, at least you know where he is, where he lives. <laughs> yeah. You always show up unannounced. Uh, you got any more of them airplanes? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, it sounds like a great, great uh, meeting. It's an interesting people you meet just 10 minutes away. You never knew where was there. Yeah. A master yeah. artist. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Did stuff. you wear your Dunn aviation hat? I didn't own it yet. This was before Father's Day. Okay. Will you go back though with the Dunn Aviation hat? And just tell them you're doing some research and you know you're on this famous podcast. And you'd like to share some more photos because people are dying to see the pictures of this thing. <laughs> just you know, um, help us out. Uh, maybe okay. I'll give you a firm maybe. <laughs> oh, good oak. Right. So that was totally everything that I could possibly talk about. I purged you called, all of my stories. Sure. You called me a windbag. I know. Right? <laughs> at, least I had, at least my show until included photos. Oh yeah, you're gonna show a shiner. Is that it? <laughs> it fixes everything. Okay. Right, so Fitz, you got nothing? No, I got nothing, but Lee's got another project he's working on, isn't he? He mentioned <laughs> Man, 
That's good. That's Getting getting ribbed by Greg. All right. Since I know Greg is on, Greg, uh, you will probably be happy to know that since I've started doing the column, I get more emails from people with corrections about what I said (laughs) wrong or what I should have said um, than I have for any of my articles up to this point. (laughs) Greg wouldn't, wouldn't have said that. <laughs> you think he's sending them all under aliases? Yeah, Greg's sending them all. <laughs> yeah, he's trolling you. <laughs> yeah, the other guy was better. He bought five post office boxes <laughs> across the country. He's mailing you letters. Uh, you, know, you know what's uh, funny? I, I still get occasional email from my 049 article. Hmm. I just got uh, one the other day. Just somebody, I don't know. Old. Really? Well, I thought it was, I think it's pretty old, but I guess it's not because people are still emailing me every once in a while. I get an email just saying how they like the article. Yeah, well, somebody goes to the all the fields. office and it's on the magazine rack there. So then <laughs> that's funny. true. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably it. Anyways, it, what I find funny is that I haven't updated my YouTube channel in years. Not since I before I stopped writing for Tested. I still get new subscribers to my channel that I have done nothing with. Oh, really? For, yeah. <laughs> No, they're Russian bots. I guess so. <laughs> so I That's thought about just closing right? it down, but look, right, people are still watching it. I'll keep it up. Yeah, yeah. But all my new stuff goes on our RCR channels. Typically. Just keep it up. We might eventually get to advertising revenue, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, two dollars, whatever. Then we'll be rich and famous. Yeah. See. We're not. I think ahead. Famous? Not according to Greg. Yeah. What does he? What does he know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, where were we headed before I? Uh, Lee's got something on his workbench. He was working I think, on. I think it was Greg that derailed us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for workbench, I got this uh, Flightline P thirty eight that I acquired, traded with Rum Builder, and oh, right. I forgot it, about that. It has been. I, it's kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's ever been flown. I think it's just gone from one person to another. And really? I decided, yeah, I decided I was going to do all the upgrades that I've read online on RC groups to it before I tackled it for one to fly it. And I'm kind of glad I did. Keep talking. Oh. I have a visitor, so I'm going to gonna black out for a second, but I'll be back. Keep talking. Is it Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll Greg. I will just. Calls oh. <laughs> there you go. I'm just going to shut him off so we don't have to see him. <laughs> Wait a minute! This it seems to be a lot of blood and street going on. Uh, right. He's he'll be fine. <laughs> or that, or his kids walking around in their underwear again. He, he's not dead. See <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one. So I'm gonna move <laughs> and then take me take my camera off and all right, I'll, I'll come back and let I'll you know. Just wave when you're ready to come back. All right. So thanks, Greg. <laughs> uh, I've got this Flightline P38. And I'm doing all these upgrades. So I first thing I want to do is replace the motors. Now I have a Tiger Cat, the F7F Tiger Cat. Actually, oh yeah, I forgot about the head. Yeah, and I like it, but it does need a little bit more power. And they're very mm. similar aircraft. So I'm doing the motor upgrade, which goes from like a 650 kV to maybe 800, and changes you to a two bladed prop. Uh, I could probably find an appropriate three bladed prop, but the situation is the spinner. And does, does uh, that use one battery pack or two stock? Two, two, four. Does use two. Okay, okay, yeah. good. And I went ahead and bought the batteries that they recommended. 
but it, I mean, it looks like it, like unlike my Tiger Cat, you can't put m many more or larger batteries in there. You're kind of stuck uh, with the ones that I have. So I think yeah. the P38 might allow you to go just a tad bit larger. But as I was saying, I am doing the motor upgrade. I'm also changing out the landing gear that has, uh, you know, it's got shocks or springs to it. So um, that is actually hard right here. So, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, there doesn't come with any instructions, which it doesn't. And it's kind of difficult to get to all the uh, grub screws to remove it. But, you know, I'm game. But I was saying the reason I'm glad I did all this is because I was trying to, it was all screwed together. So whoever started it, you know, wired stuff but some of the wiring didn't connect i mean i opened up the thing and there was a wire disconnected so i was like thank god i'm doing it now and whoever started on the deans on the back uh were like 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 that picture i sent you i know i'm not sharing it with the the readers here but i i sent a picture to terry and fits of this photo of this guy here i'm gonna i'm gonna do it for you here i think i can kind of show you an example <laughs> pretend this is a memory card <laughs> okay like a pc memory card the guy was soldering it like this <laughs> so, so yeah. I I think whoever soldered the deans on this airplane were hovering in the air and just like dabbing solder, <laughs> dabbing solder onto the connector, flicking solder on it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's back. Is he back? I'm, I'm back. Okay, all right. Well, the cool new the hairdo. Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. What happened there? Were you in a fight? My I was getting sweaty head. Uh, so <laughs> so oh, anyway, uh, uh, it, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I just have this uh, <laughs> running out of space in the house and in here. So I've actually I'm, I've commandeered the game room a little bit and put the P38 up there on a card table. Oh. And I've got everything spread out. and uh, But I'll hopefully have this ready for an event coming up in two weeks at Bayou City Flyers. That's SCOBY. I say at. It's, so it's SCOBY Field hosted by Bayou City Flyers. Uh, that's what, July 16th? Correct? Just 16th and 17th? <laughs> what? What? They, well, yeah. you say Scobie Field and any month in the summer. And I remember they used to have a Father's Day event there. And it can be described with one word. Sweaty. I'm, I'm sure. I'll, you know, you say that, though, but like right now, you're in a heat wave, aren't you? New York's in a, heat, uh, a weird heat wave? Heat wave, high 80s, low 90s, yeah. Which oh, for see. me is fine, but a lot of houses up here don't have AC. So, well, we, I was—I'm off topic, but I was looking at the weather map, and they were showing the jet stream where it dips down to Texas and then back up. So it's like the east East Coast is oh, which East Coast <laughs> for the screen, but New York is in the highs, and Washington State is in like triple digit. We're we've been pretty good around 80s. Oh, nice. So okay. hopefully it'll stay that way. But there's a Warbird event. Fitz and I have been to it before. Hopefully Fitz will join me again. Maybe he'll have his valve done by then. What do you think, Terry? Uh, I think we have to prod him. He needs incentive because he's got, I don't know how many projects going at the same time. Well, he has another zero he's working on. So I would love to go after him and do right on a little show. Yeah. So if, you're, if your zero is finished, is it okay? You're still working on it? Well, get that sucker done. And then you and I can have some fun at the, the Warbird event. I'll, I'll chase you around the skies. <laughs> okay. I'll so that's my it. workbench. My workbench but, is that P38. No, <clears throat> that's that's all I'm going to work on for right now. I've got another one that's that was right there. I hope my son didn't like drop it somewhere. I have a phase three P38 that's very close to being done, but I, I think I'm going to need more of my attention and focus on the uh, flight line. Okay, right, so done. How many P38s will that be? 
I can see two at the moment. That's a lot. I don't think I'm in the double digits yet. Although I got one right there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm close. I'm, if I were to guess, I'd say eight. And I know that my good friend Fitz gave me a, was it wing manufacturing? Mm, right, that's a big one. Yeah, wing, yep. Somewhere back there, or maybe, maybe that one way up there. So he gave me a wing manufacturing P38 that, you know, that's got to be built. So that's way in the future. It's worth right. more for Balsa than it is the kit, right? <laughs> right. Does that one have so, the yes. foam cores? I think that one does. Yeah. And okay. speaking of which, I also have, uh, you know, this one right here is the JR models. Yep. And I, I was correct. And I have a JR models B25. Ooh. Yeah. So when I got did that you from my that? buddy. I got that from my buddy Stuart. Okay. It's still in a box and it needs, a, it's, it's kind of like, what was the other plane I did? <laughs> so, okay. I'm not going to criticize it too much. Remember the, uh, Bobby, what's that? Hmm? It's that little foamy I had, Hobby Shack, the little Hobby Shack uh, Cessna 150. You know, yeah, I, yeah, paid yeah. I paid 20 bucks and it was 19 bucks too much. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that one. But it's, you know, it's the fiberglass, the actual fiberglass, the V25 is nice, but there's really not much more to it. So there's yeah. a lot of, lot of work involved and it feels like you need to add a lot of structure or maybe get one of those foam expanding <laughs> cans. <No. laughs> <to> kind of <laughs> that came out of the Czech Republic, right? Yeah, but, it but, so by Hobby Lobby. but this this feels much stiffer than the one I got from B twenty five. But you know what? We're off topic. I wanted to get back to. We haven't let Fitz, Fritz, Nippon, Nippon Fritz, <laughs> Nippon I, Fitz. I probably have some old Hobby Lobby catalogs. Uh, let's see if I can dig those up and find that model, and probably like old RC groups or something, or maybe E Zone. Yeah, <laughs> that goes back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Find the review of that model and see how they flew it on. Speed 400s and NICADs. And <laughs> they have, they've archived all that stuff. There's still all those yeah, yeah, old review stuff. Sometimes yeah, the pictures I'm, don't load, but you can still yeah, find they, the article. They reduced the resolution on all the pictures to garbage, which yeah. probably never that good <laughs> to begin with. Well, you know, I still I still have that huge B25, that Banana Hobbies B25, that's also in the workshop sitting next to its new roommate, Plywood Overcast. And that is a lot of work. But I just remember Ryan's face when I brought home the B-25. I said, hey, Ryan, I got a B-25. And I opened that box and went, uh, you got to build it. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, use your hands. <laughs> so to answer Crash and Dash's uh, question, no, it's not a flying star B-25. It's JR models, right? Which it's uh, yep. mostly fiberglass. Same yeah. era as the flying star but um this was made yeah. in Czech Republic, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not. It's. It's funny you talking about the flying styro. I have the Alpha model kits. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Right. That's what's thinking the Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Alpha, I have a couple of the Alpha foam, and it's literally it's styrofoam, and they're very brittle. But I yeah. do like how those fly because I have the Corsair and a P forty seven, and they're very very nice. Yeah, they're, they're meant to nice. fly, not to crash. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and they fly well. <laughs> They do. It's amazing yeah. how well they fly. I have one. So, I have forgotten about it. It's a MiG-15 that I picked up used oh, somewhere. Right. Yeah, uh, I remember you talking about that. It came. Yeah. You got a super deal on it. it came with the I put, upgrade motor. and. Yeah, I put it on a shelf and completely forgot about it. I was doing some stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I haven't flown it yet. I got to well, get it ready for best or something. That should probably sneak its way to New York somehow. Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> getting back to that, and we've probably talked about this before, but that turn of the century stuff back then, was that before the Euro? Back when those Eastern European countries had their own 
economies and that wasn't all combined. Germany and Czech Republic and all that had very favorable trade rates for the U.S. dollar. So all this great stuff coming out of the Czech Republic and Germany was cheap. You could buy it for, I guess now would probably not be worthy, but back then was really great stuff, top quality, top shelf stuff for really good prices. And then China got involved and they just made a bunch of garbage that we're still getting. But actually China's getting better. I should not say that, but those were the good days, good old days in turn of the century when you had the high quality stuff that wasn't that expensive. Well, I think, I mean, Flightline, isn't that China? Probably. I mean, I like that. I'm F7. sure it is. Yeah. I like the F7F. I really do. Yeah. It takes a while to set it up and this one could use more power, um, but I, it's, it's very pretty. I like flying it. So I'm hoping to have the same experience with the P3D. But uh, as I've said before, and uh, Fitz, you and I went to Georgetown and uh, gosh, maybe three or four years ago. And there was a guy selling a flight line because this is when they like first came out and he was yeah. selling one and he wanted kind of like full price for it. And, but he mentioned to me, which kind of reiterated what I've read is that, you know, they're just not quite there with power. You, know, the, you really need a more, the, the bigger motor. Yeah. So. They're real conservative with the power. Probably get really good flight times, but the power is a little conservative. Like flight line in general or just that P38? Well, I will say the same thing about the Tiger Cat. I mean, yeah. I like flying it, but I'm usually flying three-quarter power or more to keep it up. And so my flight times are right at four or five minutes. And when he told me that it was, you know, it was okay with the, the current power, that's why I knew I wanted to change it. So that way I'll actually have both. I'll have what's stock with a Tiger Cat, and I'll have what's speedy for the new so, P38. So Tony says, it says freewing flight line. So is flight line made by the freewing people? Are they related? So it's flight line motion house brand. Maybe it's... Freewing stuff, I, relabeled. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know there was a relationship. I know Motion has like design input into a lot of the freewing stuff. So I wonder if it's the same for Flightline. Mm, I don't know, Tony. If you can, day. if you can uh, give us more details, just type in a couple words for us. Thanks. I had the Flightline Bearcat. That was a nice airplane. Good power. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Fitz has it now. No, I don't have it anymore. <gasps> No, I didn't crash it. I uh, there was another club member who really Treated liked it. it. Yeah, he, he, there was this other zero I needed. <laughs> Wait until I come up to um, the next uh, flotilla of fun. He's got a carrier there with all his zeros on top of it. <laughs> Can never have too many zeros. Zero plus zero is still zero. So the more I collect, it's still the same amount. Oh, yeah, Crash and Dash is talking about Diamond Hobbies. I think they're still around, based in Miami or something. I don't know if they have the same stuff anymore, but I think Diamond is still a thing. But anyway. Really? Yeah. All right, so yeah. Fitz, did you have stories, tall tales? Stories? Yeah. No. Well, I don't think me I and I have really... both had monologues tonight. <laughs> You've just been um, staring at your phone. Well, I haven't. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, not really. Well, I got a new review, but I can't talk about it. I have a well, great story, but I can't tell you. I can show you the engine, though. I'm buying a plane next month. I'm not sure which one it is, but I'll let you know. Um, I'm sworn to temporary secrecy on what it is, but I can show you the engine because that won't give anything away other than uh, it's gas. Other than, yes, it's gas. Single or dual? This is a single. single. Yeah. Single. This is a... Um, uh, 
RCGF, right? Yeah. RCGF Stinger 35. Here we go. Rear exhaust. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's it's gonna be it's a good size plane. So and rear carburetor? Rear rear carb. Real wall carb. Yeah. So um, I'll start on it once I get the zero finished up. I've been working on a zero. You mentioned that. I'm trying to put it on a diet. So um, I'm thinking it's gonna... a ducted fan. What do you think, Terry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ducted fan. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Any listeners out there, if you can guess what the plane is, you win it. Oh, there you <laughs> go. No, no. Um, so I went to the, uh, what was it? The, one of the local clubs had the high wing hoedown, um, general, general club here in, uh, Northeast Houston. Uh, really nice event. Good, good turnout. Really good turnout. Yeah. I took my trailer in my little car that could, uh, so I was able to shove in. I put the brain saulnier, um, oh, the big beat. Yeah. I fixed it. Good. I fixed a rudder and I flew it several times. Wait, um, back up. What happened? He knew. Oh, you hear? He knew I? about I, I, I posted a photo the, of it. The incident. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what, what, you, what happens when you land a big heavy plane in the mud? Uh, it acts as instant brakes, and so it ended up on its back and broke uh, the rudder. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a one to me. Early. I must have been drinking when you told me that. So, um, so I had to fix up the rudder. It's it's got some cosmetic. You know, it's got a little bit of. It needs to be recovered, but it's was glued back together. It has some it battle fatigue. It's got some battle fatigue. All uh, should. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was still nice to get it out and test it out and fly it and trim it back in again. Uh, I, I brought I brought the uh, the javelin that, that I built. Oh right. Yeah, from those old, old school model works. works. Yeah, yeah. Brought that out I, first. I think it's the first time I flew it since I replaced the aileron servo in it. Uh, brought my oh, QT, yeah. little four nine, um, and I brought my Beaver. You know the big uh, mustache model works. Oh yeah, very nice Beaver. But I didn't. I forgot that I had not changed over the transmitter in that, so I forgot the transmitter for it. So I wasn't able to fly it. Static uh, display. Only. It was a static display because uh, one guy was wiggling over it. He said, "Oh, I got the same kit, and I, I want to see it fly." So yeah, sure, I'll fly it. And I realized, oh crap. <laughs> I didn't bring the transmitter. Uh, I thought I had changed it over to another transmitter. I didn't. So it's, anyways. Uh, but it was a real nice event. Ch uh, kudos to the General RC Club. A real nice event. Uh, they, they have some nice food and good, good, good camaraderie. Camaraderie there with a lot of people flying all kinds of stuff. Did they have loaded baked potatoes? They did not. Speaking of that, mm. I asked. I had asked my wife about it because her sister has a Costco card. And I said, you got to find this. And so her sister actually went and they were talking and sending pictures and they didn't find it. It's like, arr, arr, arr. there are some regional things. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just an Arkansas thing, but man, it was really good. See, now you got me hungry again. Um, uh, oh, uh, Legend Hobby had their big L19 there. Oh. The big, big, yeah. big. The bird dog. Yes. Yeah. Wally. They were I, the, I, I, I was gonna say I got to see that, that when Wally was building it at his hangar. It was it's a monster. The thing I forgot what the wingspan, thirteen feet or something like that. It's oh it's massive. Uh, it's massive. But they they was it was there and they flew it several times. And That's a couple things that, scale, right? It's pretty close. It's easily third scale. Um, it's big. 
It's monster, but it was real nice. It came out really nice. Uh, a couple of things I noted was it was surprisingly quiet for someone with a big twin cylinder, hundred and something cc engine in it, and not much for mufflers. It was actually surprisingly quiet. It sounded great. Uh, it had a smoke system on it, which I didn't know they did. So they were they were going around it's puffing got smoke room for it. It's got oh yeah, for another yeah. engine. It's got gobs of room in it, and it flew forever. They probably could fly anything for forty minutes. <laughs> but I said, how much fuel you got? Put fuel in what the tank that? and the wing. Put put fuel in the, the wings, <laughs> like the scale thing. They, they, they said it's got like a what was it, a sixty ounce tank in the thing, and they never. I don't think they ever flew a bit past half throttle. I mean, they just kind of you know it was it was just fine. So I was neat to see that that uh, overcast flying around. Yeah, they, uh, when they stop at the gas station, they just put it right in the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a so if you're into big planes, that is definitely a keeper. It looked like it flew really, really nice. Even they did some flat landings, no flat landings. It looks like a real sweet armor plane to fly around. It's just big. You got to have space for it. Uh, but anyways, speaking um, of Wally, did you say Wally had the? Helicopter? Yeah, Wally was there. He was flying it, and some he other was one of the builders. Yes. Yeah. His Bearcat from Top Gun is on two magazine covers. Yeah, that. it's making the rounds. He's, 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 he's rep by David Hart. Yeah, yeah. Texas represent. Huh? It's, yeah, so they got some nice shots of it, too. And congrats, uh, David. Yeah. I guess oh. I, I, I'm going oh. to do a little bit of foreshadowing, but I'm, would you want to say, Fitz? Oh, God, Greg is popping out. Just say, see you later, Greg. Hi, oh. Greg. Good night, Greg. We should be wrapping these up, but you know us—we we forgot yeah, to put our watches on our timers. Yeah, uh, what were you saying, Lee? Like this is when I leave, when I visit family. When I say, "All right, it's time to go," it takes about twenty minutes to walk to the front mm. door. Another fifteen minutes to walk out to the car. They keep bringing me <laughs> leftovers and yeah, and talk about the car about Christmas and, and yeah. yeah, it's a good half hour before the actual goodbye happens. So now, I feel like we've spent more time like on the podcast. Since the not spending time together in Ohio, I wish we had more time. Yeah, so, that day flew by. It did. It just went by fast. Uh, but I was I mentioning it. that Wally has another aircraft. I will try to be secretive because I'm not sure he wants anybody to know. But he showed me an aircraft that was on the floor of his hangar. And I forgot how he had acquired it. But let's just say if, if he announces that aircraft or he gets it in flying condition, it is pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, I think it was someone else's build. Uh, but it was it was neat. I mean, Ryan got to go with me and look at it. So uh, I'm hoping if Wally catches this, that he'll uh, either let me know if it's good to go, if he's going to release it. But maybe I'll try to get some pictures of it. But that that's going to rival the Bearcat. Oh, nice. Okay. I forgot so, to mention. I showed you the picture of this, but this is a little Cox tether car I picked up from an estate sale. Oh, cool. Uh, it's missing the the pod for the engine, but I figure I could three D print that or something. But oh, so for, it's for not the shaft drive, it's just the propeller. no, no. It's a, it's a propeller, yeah. And there's two eyelets here, oh right here, two eyelets for the tether. Uh, right. It's one of those things you just put a stake in the ground and, and run it, and it goes on in a circle, and you just watch it. Uh, but it's neat because it's all it's got metal, die cast metal on the bottom. Oh, cool. And uh, the wheels look to be in good shape. There's sort of some sort of hard rubber or something. They don't make not them like that anymore. No, it's really pretty neat. It's got a little bit of a cockpit to it. So you need a gonna, you need a ramp. You need a ramp for it. You need to make it go from <laughs> ramp to ramp. Ramp to ramp. Oh yeah. Uh oh. I just, I just I just split the piece open. I didn't realize it. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> oops. Oh, it's missing the screws or something. 
Yeah, it's not a big deal. Or something. <laughs> Let's well, my first... it out before you run it. <laughs> well, my first thought when I got it was... Off the engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I found out now before I put the engine on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it would be neat to retrofit it to make it RC or at least a single channel steerable. It would be kind of neat. So I might consider something like that with it. I don't but know. Anyways. One oh, channel. That reminds me of my airboats that I put on the snow that Every now and then, you really wish you had brakes. So I think oh. you would, yeah, you might find the the same thing then. Maybe we can add brakes to it. I don't know. Yeah, but you should go out and YouTube has videos of these tether cars going, and some of them are fast, crazy fast. Yeah, yeah. And I found a video a few months ago of tether boats, and I don't really? know what they were doing, like hydrofoils or something, but. I swear these boats are just barely just skipping across the water. I don't, it's crazy to watch. And you can hear the motor unload when it pops out. And it's, yeah, search it and oh, find wow. it and dig into that tunnel. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Lee Quinn's back. Do you have that picture of him? Of the oh, engine? is he really? Oh, yeah, he just yeah, said he's right. back. Oh. Yeah. Uh, stand by. He's like, you guys are still here? Oh. <laughs> Go home. It's like the end of Ferris Bueller. You're still here? Go yeah. home. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Until know when it's over. It's not over <laughs> till it's over. So while he's looking for that, Fitz, what's your next um, hobby view video going to be? Oh, I Quinn. have no idea. There it is. There's Quinn. If that is Quinn. If not, Lee just made a major foo <laughs> <laughs> Cool shirt, this? Man. Yeah, I was yeah, going to exactly. say the same thing. It's like nice. when, this, this kid's got a great shirt, right? Yeah, nice I'm shirt. Sure yeah. But also, it's funny to uh, see NASA shirts. I saw someone else in, like, in California out in San Francisco, the kids wearing NASA shirt. Like, ah, yeah. uh, Poser. Oh, speaking. Well, I don't know. That's not really related. Yeah, it was Quinn. Yeah, yeah I was right. All right. <laughs> see, Quinn, you're famous now. Uh, so Terry, to answer your question is, I don't know. I really don't have anything immediate for video. It might be the zero, probably the okay. next thing. Uh, it's probably the closest thing I have to getting ready. Uh, I still need to finish the A10. Actually, I started on that video, but I need to, uh, Oh, the micro I, A10? No, the big A10. Which big one? The freeway? The big, the big freeway one I've had forever and I repainted and redid. Oh, now okay. I was... Thinking of maybe making a little uh, quick video of the micro A10 just for giggles, but I don't know. Well, don't you do a companion video for your article, or is it going to be? A park uh, pilot? This was for Park Park Pilot, so I didn't do a companion yeah. video. So yeah, uh, so uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm in a bit of a lull. Sorry for my subscribers. Uh, I got stuff in the works. I got a couple things. Like I said, I got uh, the, the secret project just came in. That'll be a video, and I got zero. That'll eventually be a video. So stuff will come up. Um, so, what was this? Airwolf? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's another project I've been tinkering with. So, I actually I have an Airwolf canopy for one of my helicopters. and But oh. the, the first step was converting one of my airframes from Flybar to Flybar List. And, uh, in fact, I got some of the pieces from uh, Mike, Delta Dart. Uh, so, but the problem is I was, I didn't have the right size push rods and I'd gotten some parts. I had a nickel for every time. Yeah. They weren't quite right. And so I need to get some other one. It's just, in fact, I'm looking right at it. It's right there on the, my auxiliary workbench. Uh, but I just haven't had a chance to 
to work on it some more. But thanks for a reminder. I really do need to get back to it. Uh, so that I, that's you did some post on Instagram where you're building an RC car now. Yeah, did I show it to you? Oh, you had left. Yeah, I have an RC car. It's a yeah, to me. That's right. You, you need to focus, man. Hey, about to route. Well, this one was just a just a, a, a brief. You know, uh, I I, I want to. It's too hot out in the garage. Let me go in, work inside for a little bit while the garage cools down. And so mm -hmm. I just started tinkering this over the past several days. This wasn't a single night. This is like, you know, several nights worth of work. Just half an hour, hour here and there. Um, Tamiya this is plugs a, and bullet connectors. Yeah, they're, they're going away. It's got a Tamiya plug. That's going to go bye bye. Oh, but um, it's brushless. Yeah, yeah, it's got the brushless upgrade. I forgot to mention that. Okay. So I I didn't even go with the brush motor. I just got a brushless upgrade. Well, it's interesting. The um, speed controller does both that came with the car kit. It does uh, brush and brushless. Okay. Because it threw me for a loop because I thought it was just um, brushless when I got it. It's like, hey, this is odd. And then I, and then I asked a friend of mine, or actually uh, somebody I know is in a big into car. He goes, oh, yeah, the Tamiya ones do both now. You can program them. Uh, so I said, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds so, similar. Maybe we did talk about it because I have Castle ones that are brushed or brushless. Yeah, that's pretty neat. This is uh, uh, this is all-wheel drive. We've got a shaft in there. A little disappointed in that the shocks are just springs. There's no mm -hmm. oil damping in these things. I guess that's an upgrade. It seems yeah. kind of cheesy, um, but it's uh, you were it's an Audi Quattro rally oh, okay. from the '80s. Mm -hmm. I always loved the Audi Quattro. The, the body style was really neat, and the paint scheme was really nice. And if you remember, to me, I had an, an Audi Quattro back in the 80s, way, way back when, uh, mm -hmm. that I always kind of liked. But it was really kind of cartoonish. It wasn't very scale, but it looked cool, but it wasn't very scale. So when I saw this, I picked one up maybe last year or year before. It's been sitting in the, on the shelf forever. And so I thought I'd, I'd start on it to have something to drive around at the beach or whatever. At the uh, beach? But yeah. You go to the beach sometimes. It's got some nice hard pack sand. All-wheel oh, drive, okay. rally car, perfect. Not in the water, right. of course. Uh, okay. But now that's going on a back burner because I gotta, you know, finish up on some airplane stuff. Well, they used to uh, race NASCAR on the beach, so I guess you can too. Yeah, yeah, Daytona, right? Yep. Uh, so that's pretty much it. So yeah, Mike, the uh, the, the helicopter's on a back burner too. I'll get around to it when I another lull. Um, I kind of took a little minor, minor break, went on vacation. Now I gotta get gear back up again for stuff so uh but i made some progress on a zero so that's i gotta just remount the i got a new cowl because the other one got smashed up a bit right. so that was the max it was my next step was to mount the cowl and um some minor touch-up stuff and i'll be ready to fly it again so it should be ready uh lee for scoby warbird i don't see why it wouldn't were those the dive weights under the engine Yes, these are dive weights. You want a closer picture or something? Well, no, I saw what you posted on Instagram. I'm like, man, those are big hunks of lead. So I yes, I needed to talk about the dive weights. Yeah, those are the dive weights. I needed a bunch of weight in the nose, so I picked up some dive weights from the local dive shop because they're nice and they have slots in them. They're actually pretty easy to mount. They made them a lot nicer. Um, I'm get some climb weights. But I'm bummed. No, uh, okay. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm trying to 
it took a lot of weight, so I'm doing some stuff, shifting some stuff around to take out some of the weight in the nose to, uh, to make it a little uh, a little lighter. Uh, it flew okay, but you can tell it was kind of heavy. So uh, if all works, I'll, I'll be able to take out a couple pounds of weight in, yeah. in the nose. Significant. Yeah, yeah, very much all right. so. All right, Leah's gone silent. Are you checked out? <laughs> I'm fine. Let's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, no, see. I, I do. As George would say, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. As George would say. Well, should we start jingling our keys? <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> it. Well, I was gonna say we probably should start wrapping it up, but you know me, I always have to keep something towards the end <sighs> of the show. Uh, we, I. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Those boys never give up anything. They never do any giveaways. When's the last time you've done a giveaway, Terry? There's never, never. You're not the giveaway. Well, I, mine, mine, I think, mine. I, I'm thinking about our RC, our RC roundtable fans. So uh, I mentioned on the previous podcast that I got some really cool bling from the AMA uh, Museum. Got a nice AMA hat here. Plus, and again, you didn't get to see these on the podcast, but now you get to see them now on the show. But I do have a sad sticker you know aircraft demolishers and a vintage academy of model aeronautics sticker so all this stuff could be yours if you send an email to contact at rcroundtable.com put in lee's ama giveaway in the subject line please leave your name and address and phone number possibly so we can reach you we will draw a random member user submitter entry from a hat or something i don't know i'll, wait, I'll make it up and I will be in touch, and I will announce it on our next podcast. You missed your calling as a game show host. You could give <laughs> other people stuff away every day. <laughs> I could. You would I kinda, so it was funny. Wheel of Fortune was on, and I was like, I miss the days when Wheel of Fortune allowed you to buy everything in the background. You know, you have $800. What do you I'll spend $150 on that stove, uh, $200 on that his and her golf set. <laughs> I don't got, remember that. I used yeah, to watch I'm, it as a kid. Oh yeah, you have five hundred dollars remaining. I think I'll put the rest of it on a, you know, on a check or uh, put the rest on vacation to, you know, take a look at it. There's a great uh, Family Guy spoof on it. <laughs> Datsun two eighty Z with California emission. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so anyway, but I do have a giveaway. So please, guys, uh, submit your entry. I would ask that anybody who's won something in the past do not enter again. We are trying to, you know, spread the love to all the the, the followers. And was that the only thing that we were going to announce at the end? Um, oh, well, next week, by the way, next week is a swap meet at, at Scobie Field by City Flyers in Katy, Texas. So I think I'll see you there, Fitz, right? You said you were going to go? Yeah, oh, I'm going to go I there. Have, yeah. I have, you have to go because I have something in my garage that's yours. That's right. <laughs> the wheels to the valve. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> You're going to need yes. this. I'm not hand launching that thing. I, I left I left them in the uh, in the garage, but I do have them. So I'll see you next week. So if anybody else is in the area and can join us for the swap meet at Scobie, we'll be there. May fly something. I don't know, but uh, uh, I, I'm just gonna. Hmm. Was that? Oh, I was gonna say there also we had a couple other fly-ins coming up, especially a bomber field at the end of July, as well, and around hmm. Top RC in November. Okay, and so best, yeah, that's a long way. October. Well, bombers in September. Bomber, the big, big seven. No, there's another one. The, the rain checked one. Oh, did they rain check the Warbird? Yeah, yeah. They rain checked, uh, I believe it's the July. Give me one oh. second. I'll be with the, the end of end? July. Oh, that's, I'll be in Oshkosh. Yeah, you're going to be the 31st. July 31st, Bomber Field has any size Warbird 
flying. Yeah, in. I'll be I'll be at Air Venture, so that's all yours, buddy. Okay. Uh, but I will I will be back for the B seventeen in September. If you guys are watching and you want to go to a great Warbird event, the Big Bird event at uh, in Monteville, Texas, that's awesome. And I've been trying to get Chris Wolf to come join us. So maybe if California lets their people leave California to come to Texas, <laughs> maybe maybe he can come join us. I'd be happy to let him stay at my house. I think uh, there is a caravan of Californians coming to Texas every day. I, I, will, I will tell you, we have a new neighbor, two houses down that just came from California. They seem very nice. Like, please don't, please don't hate us. <laughs> We're trying to leave the insanity. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, don't vote here like you voted there. Please we'll don't, please don't California, fun. Texas. Uh, I'll, I'll leave the politics out of it. But if you want to come to a great event, that is one. However, that being said, best is in October. It's uh, October 3rd. I might be a little less for me and Fitz. We'll probably go there earlier. But uh, <laughs> best is the first weekend in October. That's in New Waverly, Texas. And put on your calendar the Roundtop RC Expo in November. That's November 11th. And we were out there. I think we posted some photos from the, the middle May fun fly. And Fitz and I can tell you it's amazing. And hopefully we'll be able to get Terry down. We'll, we'll strap him to a UPS package and, and bring him over. Because that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of Texas fun. A lot of barbecue. Hoping to have some vendors and a big swap meet out there all at one location. So email us if you have any questions or, or message us on either Facebook or leave a comment here on YouTube. All right. And how? Yeah. I think that's it. So That's it? That's it. So Fitz, no before more. something else comes up, get us out of here. Oh, all right. I'm going to have something. You're probably going to say it anyway, but thanks to everybody who joined us, all the usual suspects and the new people. We appreciate you coming aboard and sharing your thoughts. And please Follow, go to our Facebook page. bell. <laughs> like, uh, all those Yeah, things. like hit the bell. Yeah, Smash tell your friends. that whatever button. Uh, but go on Facebook, <laughs> share your stuff with us. Uh, go to the community page. We want to see your projects. Um, yeah, all that stuff. We appreciate you. Now, right. Fitz. Well said. Well, what else can I say? You said it all. I what he said. Uh, you've uh, got the baritone, though. It's like that commercial. Uh, I just said what you said. Yeah, but I pointed when I said it. I put it. <laughs> or, or something like that. To quote a famous line, press the button, Frank. Yeah, yeah you know, you're not nerdy enough yeah. for that. <laughs> no. uh, well, yeah, again, thanks, everybody. Uh, it's been fun, and I got nothing. So let's uh, blow this taco joint, and we'll see you next time.